Hello, and welcome to the official Anite podcast. I am your interim host, Requiem, filling in for Proton Storm, who's busy judging the International Kimchi Festival in South Korea. Probably. Not yet. He's at a games convention. Oh, that's mo- oh, that's so much worse. He must be so bored. Absolutely. He can't stand it. All these cool indie games that no one's ever heard of. And he's there for free because he's a translator. I hate you, Proton. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, I went to Yale and I'm flying off to Japan and somebody else is dying. Oh, I'm going to spend a month in Taiwan. Somebody else is paying for it. Isn't that great? <laughs> uh, anyway, I made bad choices in my life. I should learn Japanese and gone to college. Anyway, joining me this week, uh, the number one fan of Iron Brew, it's Doc Kev. Good evening. Iron Brew's good, I like it. Apart from the fact it's a fizzy drink and it's really bad for you and nobody should drink those because they give you, like, gut cancer and diabetes and stuff. But, yeah, Iron Brew's good. I mean, in moderation. Have, like, maybe one a week. <laughs> yeah. I think it's delicious, personally. Hmm. No idea what it's made from. Like the also... Bodies of, the bodies of English people, probably. It's safer not to ask. Oh, that's, that's deeply disturbing now. Yeah. Now I'll never be able to drink it again. I'm like, this is, this is Soylent Green. <laughs> I am brew people. I am brewing people. <laughs> doesn't count. Eh, it's so does it count? Yeah, okay. That's fair. It varies from person uh, to person. Oh, that's <laughs> you son of a bitch. I you so the greenest people. How's it taste? That uh, varies from person to person. I'm so mad now. Anyway, also joining us this week. Uh fresh from the five hundred hour lines at Anime Expo, it's Ray Kaze. The best part of the trip was getting out of L.A., so. <laughs> Tell me about it. There's a reason I don't live in L.A. I live an hour outside of L.A. I can't believe you actually survived that. I saw the pictures. And I was like, I would rather literally be in hell than be in that I mean, crowd. I went to a desert literally right after. I found the desert more fun, so. Wow. Wreck from all the stuff I see on TV, but is, isn't an hour outside of LA really just like two miles on the thruway? Yeah, more or less. It, it, depending what day you're on and which freeway you're on. If you're on the 405, an hour outside of LA is still LA. Thankfully, yeah, LA is huge. LA is really anymore. big. It is unnecessarily big. It, it'd take you like three hours to circumnavigate it. Yeah, we, we built this whole area with the idea that everyone drives to everything. So LA itself isn't that big, but LA, the greater metropolitan area is massive and goes like a hundred miles in every fucking direction. <sighs> that, and that's why uh, public transit doesn't work. Anyway, where's my bullet train? Um, From Modesto to, to some, an hour outside San Francisco. Well, you'll get that one from Vegas. That'll be nice. That's going to be sweet, actually. I can't wait for that. You'll notice that that one is being built by a private company, and that's why it's getting built. But anyway, nobody cares about California politics. I mean, I do, but nobody else does. So also joining us this (laughs) week is UMR Guy. Welcome. Hey, good to be back. 
it's been a while for you, right? Yeah, it has. Well, I appreciate you being, you are definitely our first choice to be on the podcast this week. Yes, no problem. I, I will, you know, ignore any other potential first choices that were ahead of me. Nah, nah, there's nobody else. <laughs> there weren't like 14 other people. Okay. Who all bailed on me. Not, we're you, here, Gunty. though. Yeah, you guys are here, which is, you know, it's great. Long pause. And all right. <laughs> <laughs> so ostensibly, th- this uh, podcast supports a website. Sometimes we post content on the website. Doc, why don't you tell us about the content, which I assume you wrote. <laughs> Some of it. So our website, which is uh, medium.com forward slash annotate dash official or annotate.org for short is the uh, website that we allegedly all write for. Um, there are two new articles. One is by Dark Ether, which where he continues his deep dive into Radiant, uh, which I have not personally read it because I have not yet watched the anime or read the manga of that yet. But um, he's planning, I think, several more of these. So he clearly has an awful lot to say about that particular series. And then um, I have just posted a review of a movie called The Tunnel to Summer, The Exit of Goodbyes which is currently in UK cinemas. It's not come out in the US yet. It premieres in the US at Otacon at the end of July. So it's uh, rare that the UK gets something first, but we did. It's a really, really good movie. And it's also really short at only 83 minutes, so it doesn't take up too much of your time. Really oh, good film. Oh, that's interesting. That sounds Ooh. awesome. Yeah. I love a good short yeah. movie. Yeah. I yeah. love anime movies in general. There's really nothing like going to, especially the like more obscure ones. You go to a theater and like there's five people there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fun experience. Yeah, this movie is directed by the same guy that did Akudama Drive. Ooh, okay. Now I'm interested. He also did the more recent Kino's Journey, um, and he's also directing the the current Bleach Thousand Year Blood War thing. So he seems like a busy guy. <laughs> he's, he's done quite a lot of stuff. Uh, I love Akudama very... Drive. So. Hmm. So it's good films based on a novel, um, which I don't think has mm. been translated, but the manga adaptation has been translated. You can buy that in English. Uh, so well worth watching. It is a movie about feelings. Well, yeah. <laughs> With a title like that, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Mm. But um, I took my. Is it about the end of adolescence and a loss of innocence? Mm. No. I mean, adolescence is part of it, but it's not there necessarily it the end of it. It's a high school anime, but it's not like a slice of life or anything. It's a kind of sci-fi thing with a bit of um, time dilation stuff going on. So it's quite kind of trippy. It's cool. It's really, really good. I was looking forward to this, and it didn't disappoint me. I'll have to put it in the calendar to go see it when it comes out in actual theaters. Mm. Sentai Filmworks have the distribution rights for North America, so they do do... Theatrical releases, don't they? Sure Wait, I was going to say, have they confirmed a North American theatrical release, or just that it's showing at Otakon? Well, Sentai have the license for it, um, and they're they're premiering it at Otakon, so I assume that means if there's a premiere, there'll be more wings to come. I don't know. No idea. Mm, but I imagine they might be limited, though. Mm, they always are. Sometimes Demon Slayer was in every theater. Yeah, that's true. No. The thing is, it's Demon Slayer that just prints money. And there's a few more movies coming out. The Psychopaths movie, uh, I think, is already out in the US. 
um, as we record this, I think, and the, it's out in the UK in a couple of weeks. And then the Slam Dunk movie comes out in August. Is a Slam Dunk movie? Mm-hmm. It's called the, the, people... the First Slam Dunk, is what it's called. Oh, yeah. is it like a reboot? I think it must be. Yeah. Or a prequel? They, they played a trailer for it at the, at the cinema when I was there to see um, this most recent film. Both that I can't watch that. Slam Dunk. It, it's it's like you, you know too much about a sport and then any inaccuracies like stand out to you kind of thing. I it's the same Dale thing Gugsy. Dale complains about it. Gugsy constantly complains about it, especially with anything about swimming yeah. or baseball. It's true, though. If you're a big fan of that sport, it can be hard to be like, like wait a minute, that's bullshit. Mm. Wait a so minute, the- sir, sir. I do think I could eventually watch a basketball anime, but it's like the only basketball anime that exists is a slam dunk, and it's I don't think it's good. It's Kuroko's basketball. Oh, there's Kuroko's basketball, yeah. Slam dunk is one of the only sports manga that I've read, uh, and I remember I, th- I thought it was okay at the time. It was published uh, as part of the weekly Raijin Comics anthology back in the early 2000s, if anyone remembers that. <laughs> Possibly yeah, I don't not. remember that. No, and I don't think anyone bought it, which is why it was cancelled after about a year, year and a half. <laughs> but yeah, that'll do it. It had slam dunk in it. Must have been the only uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like we would have one sale a month in the UK. <laughs> big, like on the the chart, there's like a big spike for Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> I find I've been able to. I don't like sports anime in general. I actually find I like it better when it's ridiculous, like Inazuma Eleven for soccer or Ice Shield. You ever see Ice Shield Twenty One? That's uh, so stupid. That's it's so, so stupid. stupid. But I found it really amusing. Like Birdie Wing. Birdie Wing, if that had been accurate to golf, the show would have sucked. <laughs> Birdie Wing was fantastic. I loved that show. Right. I, I my favorite sports anime, they're not really realistic, but the I mean they're they're character driven and that's what all matters, I think. Well yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. You can make the formula work if you like the characters, but the problem is yeah. You get a lot of the same characters, like oh man, teamwork and friendship sure got us to the goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 it was those the news. Yeah, lone wolf. Oh no, I I used to play this sport, but I got hurt or I had a bad experience, so I don't play anymore. What you want me to play? Oh, all right. Yeah. Every the, the guy man. who who. Uh... Who broke their their leg in the first year and they're the broody second year like mentor to the main character <laughs> yeah the, the senpai who like the team lost in the championship because he made a mistake and now he's he's overly driven to try to make it to the championship anyway the, the fact that stereotypes can be this detailed says a lot that's that they're so they're so per- not just anime not just anime i mean that's dope that's like a most sports thing. That's yeah, it's, it's cool runnings to a T. Okay, cool runnings was awesome. It was. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying they're all. They're all there too. Those characters are all better if they if they have Jamaican accents and have John Candy. <laughs> That's true. That, that would make most anime better, I think. Short list. Well, for some for some reason that conversation not... triggered. <laughs> for some reason that conversation triggered my Google Home. That was weird. <laughs> It just found me results on the web for cool runnings. <laughs> Stop listening to me. Okay. 
as well, let's move on to the news. Uh, Doc, I think you've got some awesome news about Titanic fetishist James Cameron. Yeah, so um, I'm really excited about this. James Cameron, in a random interview, um, was talking about the house that he was selling, and he mentioned that one of the reasons he was selling it is that he's going to be working on new Battle Angel Alita films because he'll be working in Austin on them. Um, it's just a random throwaway comment. They, they had mentioned in the past that there was rumours that, that there might be a, at least a second uh, Alita Battle Angel movie, um, but it was never confirmed until now. I, I thought that first movie was just a fantastic adaptation. It is the best live-action anime thing ever, um, which isn't really hard. Um, but it was it was such a, a faithful adaptation of that manga, and that's one of the my favourite manga. I used to buy the the Viz Comics monthly floppies back in the in the early nineties, um, and grab as soon as I left the comic shop, I'd be like standing at the bus stop reading it. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited they're going to make more of those. I think possibly because Cameron has made so much money for Disney with that second Avatar movie that they will just let him do whatever the hell he wants, which I think is the correct thing when it comes to James Cameron and battling Jolita. My favourite live-action anime thing was probably Blade of the Immortal yeah. or Roni Kenshin before he was disqualified. So... Yeah, but Battle Angel Lead was right there. They did, I mean, the ending of that movie pretty much sets up a sequel. Yeah. Begs for one. Really, so. And, you know, the storyline that comes after that part, uh, you know, in the original manga, it's just, it's my favourite part of, of the manga. Um, I mean, there's, there's the whole sort of motorball thing gets you know, a lot more detail, and then everything falls apart afterwards for Lita. It's, it's, it's just so, it's really dark and dramatic, and it's just amazing. Right, well, I assume that, you know, given James Cameron's production pace, we'll see the movie in 2032? Probably something like that. Do you think he'll still be alive then? <laughs> I'm sure he'll leave detailed notes on how to complete the movie. Well, I mean, it was Robert Rodriguez that uh, directed the first one. Cameron was just a producer, so maybe it'll be the same this time. Oh, right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. He used his expertise from Spy Kids 1 through 5. Yeah. I mean, Cameron was too busy with uh, Avatars 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite thing James Cameron has done lately was get really, really offended when people made a meme saying he was going to make a movie about the Titanic submersible that exploded. Or exploded. <laughs> <laughs> he got really butthurt about that. I'm like, dude, it was a joke. <laughs> Plus, I'd see that movie. <laughs> All right, uh, Ray Kaze, you had something you really wanted to talk about uh, about visual novels, everybody's favorite topic. Uh, actually, I think it's just a JRPG, but it's a spin off of a visual novel, so maybe that's close enough. That's weird, but okay. Actually, maybe that maybe that happens all the time, and I just don't know about it. No, it doesn't. Why, why would you spin off from a visual novel that no one knows about? <laughs> okay, good. So, it wasn't so- just me then. So uh, this is about Dungeon Travelers 2. Apparently there's two of them. So Dungeon Travelers 2 and Dungeon <laughs> Travelers 2-2. Thank you, Japan. That's how numbers work. Um, oh, God. 2-2, unlimited dream drop distance, 356 days. 2-2, the fallen maidens in the Book of Beginnings. Why do you have the Book of Beginnings in the second game? The third game? The second second game? Anyways, I'm still, um, I'm still mad about Final Fantasy X2. 
<laughs> yeah, that one was that one was extra. And let's not forget the three Final Fantasy thirteens. Oh, I think it was three. Jesus. It was at least three. It was it was three. There's it, it was three. There was a second one, then there was lightning returns. Yeah. Yeah. I think I only played I think anyway, I only played the, the demo for lightning returns. Yeah. It was kind of fun for what I got through. So Sorry, Ray, go so ahead. seemingly visual novels main character publisher Shirovune nowadays uh, announced that they were going to release Dungeon Travelers 2, but then it kind of it hit a weird roadblock on Steam um, because Steam hates anime. Um, this game is already released on Vita. Like um, it has ESRB ratings, but they, it's wait, they, seemingly they still release stuff for Vita. Well, no, it was the first two was released in the Vita back in the day. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so they're releasing this on PC, right? Um, and it's not getting a Steam release. That's the news is that it's getting a worldwide release, but it's not getting a Steam release because of reasons. This is, you know, it, it's it's really frustrating because Steam said a while back they'll release anything and there's been a disconcerting trend that they've just been blocking anime games. Like, yeah, they did this for Chaos Head, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, they did it for Chaos Head. That one was coming out on literally everything, and it took a bunch of fans to complain about it. But, but that's ignoring. I mean, but like smaller games from like visual novel publishers, they're 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 still getting blocked. It's still an ongoing story. So that's why I wanted to talk about it is because this is still a part of that continuing story of Valve having absolutely no consistency. Um, there's a trend if you I, I don't know if you've paid attention to it, but basically the way companies are getting around this is by releasing shell games. They're basically games with no content. They might have like ten like ten minutes of content. And you have to get the rest of the game by downloading a patch online, which is technically like not right. According to Steam, they're not supposed to do that. But Steam, they're seemingly having not having problems. So it's just been a deteriorating experience for visual novels on Steam and uh, anime related aesthetic in general. They're, it seems like they're only targeting anime games, which uh, it's really frustrating. Well, they're trying to... Are they trying to rag redline out hentai, basically? Or what's the problem? Like, why why are they doing that? A lot of these games no, aren't they even haven't hentai. communicated. Yeah, this isn't hentai at all. They haven't communicated anything. There's, I mean, th- these games were literally console ports, and they're coming to consoles. So, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> are they are they targeting anime games because they're trying to get rid of like hentai games? Who knows? Or- they Valve doesn't communicated shit. That's true. There's a, there's a bunch of sexually explicit games on Steam anyway that, that aren't anime. Yeah, and, and Valve one. has said yeah. they kind of have a, they have a policy of basically letting everything in, and then they continuously do this. So, I don't know. As as a fan of JRPGs, uh, visual novels, it, it is frustrating. Well, this company that's, that's doing Dungeon Travelers, they, they said they can't get it on Steam. Did they say what Steam told them, or do they not know either? Uh, I have the t- have the tweet here. I don't think they explained it much. Hold on. Uh, where is it? They just said Steam's review made it impossible to pass while keeping the core appeal and high standards we hold for the game. I guess they wanted them to cut a bunch of stuff. Huh. 
Yeah. That uh, is also, side note, um, what they are releasing it on is Joe Hren. I don't know. It's a, you know, PC, there's a bajillion platforms. And everyone's upset about it because there's a bunch of DRM. Whoops. Yeah. Huh, that's what it, it like. This, this is like another problem with Steam that's caused by Valve being a black box of a company where they do not tell, they do not explain, they they alter the deal, pray they don't alter it further. Yeah, I mean, this is basically the deal with every kind of big platform. Once they have a monopoly, like, what are you going to do about it, right? Yeah, it's kind of like Crunchyroll. Like, like you don't like it, what are you going to do about it? No, nothing. Yeah. They bought right stuff. Nobody likes that, but like, if you want to buy anime, where the hell are you going to go? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't and like it. I got bought out stuff. by, I think, Kodansha or something. Kodansha like that. is, it, it owns part. Yeah, yeah Kodakawa. That's what it was. Kodakawa bought a, a portion of ANN. And I'll admit that ever since I, I read everything from ANN with kind of a cocked eyebrow. Yeah, you can't trust it, it anymore. Like they're probably not being overly influenced at least yet, but it's still you can you can't trust it anymore. I mean, they are on the record saying that they have said they will not accept any editorial interference from companies, and that was part of the agreement for of, of the sale. But who knows? Once the current editors and things move on to other pastures, new, who knows what will happen at the end? Yeah, as I say, once those guys leave, or and then like there's the you know, what do you consider editorial interference? Like the company might not consider like, we're not telling you what to say. We're just asking, maybe you don't do this. You know, there's, I was saying is like, there's nothing good that comes from having part of your company owned by the a company that makes the things you cover. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, even setting that aside, how did that not accepting editorial interference work out for, you know, half the Docker verse properties? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the New York Times bought the Athletic and promised they wouldn't mess with it, and then the Athletic has gotten worse ever since. So, and they killed off their normal news section. Yeah, I mean that sucked, but it also kind of made sense. I mean, they have a whole website that they own that's entirely yeah. devoted devoted to sports. So why should they keep a separate sports section and pay those people? That sucks, but I, I can at least it makes some kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Moving on from the death of journalism. <laughs> like we could do like five hours of podcast just on the death of journalism in America. Yeah. Let's move on. We got some uh premieres and new uh new seasons and new uh, anime announcements. Uh you and Marga, why don't you tell us about a really exciting one coming up? Yes. Um I think there were some hints and I don't know about hints of it, some other things to this before, but uh They've actually announced that the third season of Yuru Camp, or Laid Back Camp for the English uh, translation there, the third season will be premiering sometime next year in 2024. Um, it's going to be excitingly named, although actually somewhat reasonably named, Yuru Kian Delta Triangle, I think it's supposed to be a tent, season three, so or Laid Back Camp season three, basically. Um biggest thing here is the animation studio is going to be changing from Uh-oh. yeah that's I was going to be changing from C station to 8 bit um 
bit had their hands in a bunch of the looks like a lot of the reincarnated as a slime and infinite stratos kind of stuff probably a couple of the bigger names although i don't not sure exactly how much they were involved with those um back in the day when i saw ape but that was a death kneel for a show they had uh, a bunch of visual novels the uh, grisaia is the big one that i remember they massacred and then they also killed rewrite um but like they've, they've <laughs> I mean, yeah, but versus the visual novel, it was an awful adaptation. There were a few other bad adaptations, but basically at the time they got a bunch of visual novels and they had a terrible adaptation for many of them. And uh but they got better. Swine was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Um so yeah, along with that, uh they have said that the new director will be Shin Tosaka, who's worked on Infinite Stratos 2. Uh, Masafumi Sugiura from Uma Musume Pretty Darby is now in charge of the series composition. Uh, Hisanori Hashimoto was a key animator for Attack on Titan and Guilty Crown as the new character designer. Yeah, character designer, excuse me. And then they've got uh, the returning are the composer Akiyuki Tatayama and the sound director Takishi Takadera. So but I'm absolutely up for that i'll be ready can't wait for that nice to be a little a little shorter gap i think between i am a little worried about the the changing character designer uh, yeah. not yeah. that i mean yeah, I really the characters that. might i really like how they look i love the character designs on that show mm-hmm. But it's good it's to really hear that the sound director, the composers are coming back. I think the music was a big reason why mm-hmm. the vibes were so good. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. The music was great. I am a little, like, they, yeah, they're really good at like those long stretches where the characters weren't talking, you know, and they were like montaging. The music was really good in those parts. Yeah. I am a little worried about the animation changing because like the, the backgrounds and like the, the scenery that they're in was always amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, laid back camp so yeah i mean it, it it is kind of weird to, to go back a little bit too like they went back going back to high school after they did the movie with their adults yeah in terms of the backgrounds lots of animation studios outsource those anyway and that's they're true all, they're not always done by in-house staff i mean there are entire companies that are just set up to provide backgrounds and pictures for anime so there might not be so much of a consideration that's true. If well, if that's true, I hope they use the same people because it was always. Yeah, great. I mean, for it's a camping anime, so get, getting all those you know backgrounds and vistas and the whole thing is really kind of the mm. between the travel and the camping that that that's really key. I don't know if I, I, any of you. I forgot you're a you're a super camping person. I forgot about that. Do you find it accurate to its on its camping? Um, I'm not nearly as super camping as that. I I, I just you know the, the, with the scouts and stuff, so that's not quite the same. But um, well, it's almost the same. It's more than I can. I'll say that. But um, yeah, I haven't really had the chance to try you know as it were any of the sort of stuff that they were to do. But um, I don't even like camping, and I still kind of want some of the stuff they have, like that little stove oh, thing totally. they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want one, and like I'm, I'm, I don't camp. Like for me, camping is I uh, I rent a cabin, but <laughs> some of the stuff is so cool. It made me want to ride a scooter. Yeah, I, I actually. Uh, it, 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 you're talking about the little the little stoves. Go I got one for for Father's Day, but on my wish list, it's it's more like little 
you know, large mug or very small pot size kind of thing, you know, little thing. And it tap, you know, it's exactly the sort of little folds up thing and you know, it does its thing. Although the best part is it, it, un well, maybe it intentionally, but it's not quite as, not quite as blatant as some of them. It's sort of the little opening where you put the wood in looks like a, a monster face or something from you know, one of the big sort of stone block monsters from, say, Zelda or something. But I just love that. But cool. Yeah, just love Kit. Definitely, you know. Yeah, you just sometimes it's just, it's just better. It's cooler to own the shit than actually use it. <laughs> it. It just it makes me want to travel. It makes me want to see nature. Right? It it's so beautiful. It makes me want to get out. Spend so much it, time here. It's I want to go on a trip. It does make me want to go to Japan. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. But then I've always wanted to do that. Some of us just go to Japan all the time, you know, and work there. Jerk. <laughs> anyway. I don't know if any of you guys have read the manga, but the art is incredibly detailed. Um, and I think, like the I previous, yeah, 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 it's beautiful. I, I want to get all the manga. Um, it's like just even just for collection's sake, but it, it's a great read, and I think the anime brings it to another level. So it's I don't know if the new studio will yeah. do that, but yeah, I hope I've been they will. reading through the. I go off and on. I get the digital versions, but yeah. So yeah, I've always you get those sometimes in anime. You get those characters that like you resonate with, and uh, Rin's always been one for me. Yeah. Like, like that's me. You know, let me let me get the fuck away from all these people for a while. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I don't have the cool hair though. She is so so many introverts, you know. But... Just as long as the new season is still much more yeah. relaxing than the uh, the mobile game they released last month, which I'm, I'm like, I'm, that was such a weird, such a weird show to make a mobile honestly, game. Honestly, mine is I just have no idea what I'm they doing. Make a mobile game of everything. Like, it's super stressful for something that's supposed no, no, to be yeah, laid back. Gotta try to... like, why, why is it so stressful to figure out what the hell I'm doing? Like I get it, like, you got to monetize everything, right? But like that's just that's not yeah. a game. This is not a game. I'm sorry, you camp doesn't lend itself to a game. It's like make yourself some noodles. Yeah, I don't know. Like, how would you do that? Buy five hundred crystals and you can get a new tent. All right. <clears throat> also coming, uh, you know, new announcements of new stuff. We're gonna get a second season of Sabaqui Bisco. Mushrooms are back, baby. Woo! Mm. Woo! Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that show. Like the show started hot, and a lot of people liked it, and a lot of people cooled off on it as it went. But I loved it from start to finish. I love that show. Give me more. Like, Give me more of his sister. Well, she was cool. I liked her a lot, but otherwise, I kind of got bored of that show. I'm not sure I'll watch the second season. I don't remember much of it, but I remember enjoying what I watched. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I recommend a rewatch before the second season drops. But I mean, it did get a little weird at the end there. Mm -hmm. But it's still crazy. I just love the world they made for that. It's so cool. Uh, also, getting, but we don't know, by the way, the studio or any of the staff for that one yet. But we do know the staff for another season of Sword Art Online Alternative Gun Gale Online, which is a very long title. We're getting a second season of the world's most adorable. Five foot tall, pink lolly. suited murderer with a gun. Yeah, the, the lolly gunner, who's actually like a six foot tall woman who has you know self confident issues about her height. 
I love that show. I didn't expect to like it because I don't like anything from Star Sword Art Online, but since it's completely different than the rest of Sword Art Online, it was really good. And I'm very happy. Yeah, it was good, good. To see it season. And uh, all the original staff, the director, the script supervisor, the character designers, they're all coming back. So it's going to be pretty much the same thing, but more yes. get hype. Just just long as just long as the the new mm. season doesn't include sword arts, unfortunate tendency towards you know tentacles and sexual assault will be good. Well, we yeah, didn't have well, any of that in the first. There were only season, twelve so. episodes or so there, thirteen, whatever that was. <laughs> Give them enough episodes, tentacles will eventually show up. Isn't this written by like a totally different person, anyways? So like, I don't think that'll be an issue. Originally, I think so. Yeah, I think. So those things where they, they, they farmed it out to somebody else. Who's a better writer? Like, yeah, you know what? What if the female characters had agency? And the original writer was like, well, I mean, I guess you could try it. Uh, also, he's probably dropped that, you know, uh, what they say is uh, Miyazaki's last movie. Alternatively, either yeah. How Do You Live or The Boy and the Heron, depending where you live. Uh, apparently it's dropped in theaters in Japan I didn't know that so they have a complete blackout of information on it before now apparently if you go out there you can get reviews now I would recommend just going in blind probably mm. that's what Miyazaki wants you to do and you don't want to piss off Miyazaki Yeah, it's based it's, on a novel but uh, apparently the story is nothing like the novel so he's <laughs> just it sounds like Miyazaki yeah. yeah who's going to tell him yeah, otherwise it sounds like half of every movie based on a novel ever so you know that yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'll almost certainly go and see that if it comes to UK cinemas. Yeah, and then you'll. you'll yeah. Well, they said it's coming to North America later this year, which is always great. But we're we're getting it at least at some point. Then a few years, you can see his next last movie. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't <laughs> buy his last. The only way the only movie. way we're gonna get a last movie is if he dies. No, it's like yeah. last yeah, three were his last yeah. movie. Yeah. They swore that The Wind Rises was his last movie. This is the movie I've always wanted to make. It's the last movie. And then like, like a month later, he's like, well, I'm working on something. He's obviously very much a man who can't stop working. So the only time we're going to get the last Miyazaki movie is when Miyazaki is no longer available. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you catch my drift. And spit in his grave and make an AI <laughs> Miyazaki movie. She'll just love that. <laughs> I'll just pull a cyberpunk 2077 and like upload his brain to the cloud and he, like his hologram will keep making movies. <laughs> You'll just be like swearing all of the time. You bastards. You never should have let me die. This is an abomination against life. Yep. Yeah. Then he starts yelling at his son for being a terrible director. Yeah. That's still terrible. the most savage thing I've ever seen. He's just him like with a camera in his face that he knows his kid's going to see later. Just brutally shitting on his kid's work. Uh, like, you're like, the best like, Miyazaki. It's the worst thing he's ever seen. Uh, like brutally massacre. Like it was, it was special. He wasn't even like, oh, that wasn't. It wasn't. He didn't go like, oh, he kind of missed a mark or needs work. He's like, that was shit, and it shouldn't have been made. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck, man. Yeah. All right. So, the the topic of this week is the new season. We're into summer, 2023. By the way, I watched Johnny Demonic for the first time in forever. It's an old Keanu Reeves sci-fi movie that was set in the highly futuristic year of 2021. Wow. 
And I'm watching this. I'm like, how come we don't have any of this shit yet? It's 2023. Where's where's my ability to jack information directly to my brain? By the way, one of the things that cracked me up was like right there early in the movie, everyone's amazed by his the capacity of his like you know, jump drive because he has 80 gigabytes of memory. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man. 80 gigabytes, that's impossible. Oh, God, there's nothing better than watching old size. Like, on your Switch now? Yes, yeah, seriously, you get an SD card that has like two terabytes on it for like 20 bucks. Right, anyway, that, so we're that, into- that makes me feel old. Every time memory prices drop, it was like, are you kidding me? You can get a one terabyte SD card now? Jesus Christ. Next time you will tell me you can get a, a, a 10 gig, like 10 terabyte uh, memory chip for $5 in yep. five years. Just imagine how people like me feel. Like I remember when I had to put three floppy disks in to play one game. Yep. Yeah. 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 Suck on that. Youngin, <laughs> I remember when floppy disks were floppy. Yeah, you know, it was actually like a little black rectangle. Big black rectangle. Is the big black rectangle or the small black rectangle? Big yeah, black big rectangle. Black rectangle. Big. Yeah. I had to put it in and like close the thing, and maybe it was like my first game I ever played on the computer came on a cassette, a magnetic cassette, mm-hmm. on my fucking Tandy. My dad bought from Radio Shack. You know. All three things that don't exist anymore. Radio Shack, Tandy, and you know, computer programs on cassette. Oh, cassettes in general. Well, they, they, oh, I they, heard they're kind of making a comeback. They are. Mm. They, it's you know the same people who buy vinyl or buy uh, you know cassettes because oh man, it's on cassette, it's so cool, it's retro. Cassettes yeah. were never good for music. They just they weren't. They weren't they were terrible. Any but medium recorded on them. Yeah, That's I mean, funny. I. It is true. Like we did used to have the art of the mixtape, mm-hmm. which you know, you know, had led to many marriages. The, the the art of holding up your your uh, tape deck to the radio at the right moment to catch that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to get with the but program like, you, and get you, the tape. You can't the radio that has the tape deck built in, so you can record straight off, man. Oh yeah, those yeah, the boom boxes, man. I do miss those. Those are kind of going to come back to a CD player boombox. I think it still works. I think I still have my disc band. We had to, I had to walk to school, listen to music, but I had to hold it in front of me very carefully so it wouldn't skip. To come think of it, my, 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 my fr- that first CD boombox is a Sony, so that m- might be. That's why it's still half decent. That I haven't used it in forever, but. Those, those Japanese equipment, they, they, they're tanks, they'll last forever. Yeah, but cassettes sucked. Why? Because not only could they, could they get like you know tangled up and unwound, you left it in your car. If it's Southern California, yeah. fucking thing melted. Never had to worry about my MP3s melting. Spotify doesn't melt. Anyway, let's talk about summer twenty twenty three. This seems like a good idea. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> it's only one hundred nine here today. So. Let's start, let's just jump in right in with the show that had like a ton of hype. Let's talk about Hulk. Hmm. All the advertising but, pictures had the girl in the picture, and like mm-hmm. even when I went to AX, they were giving out cards with with the girl on the picture. But then Hulk's the guy; he's like He Man. Yeah, Hulk but, is purple haired anime He Man. But the girl is the main character. 
certainly Pretty much. The first at least few so far. Manga she is, yeah. Hilk is a a mystery to be solved. He's a a guy. He's um anime he man with odd motivations. <laughs> just put yeah, I did way. I did notice that in the first episode is like we're not seeing anything from Hulk's perspective, and we're not getting any insight in Hulk. We're just seeing other people yeah. react to Hulk. Yeah, that's the point. Well, do you like it so far, Doc? Uh, it's, it's been an okay adaptation so far. I, I've only read the first sort of volume and a half of the manga, so I don't really know what the story is with the rest of this, but um, I'm going to keep watching it. The, the, the main girl character calms down a bit. She screamed through most of the first episode, but I think she will stop mostly screen, screaming later. God, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of funny to watch her like literally explode. Yeah. Yeah. Do her like her lum impression. It's it's fine. I'm I'm not sure if I hadn't already read some of the manga and had an idea of where this was going. I'm not sure I would stick with it just off the strength of the first episode, and that it's kind of a bit meh. I, I see now that was exactly my point was like, if I was coming into this show blind, that first episode would not have hooked me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep watching because I've been told over and over again that this is a really good series. So I'm going to hang on. Mm-hmm. But as a first episode, it was uneven. And, it, it, you know, we, as I'm saying, it wasn't like a knockout first episode. That when you, oh, man, I really want to know what's going on with this. So I'm kind of going on faith. It will get mm-hmm. more interesting fairly quickly. Like what do you think, fir- Rick Ozzy? I'm with you. It was kind of a nothing burger of a first episode. I mean, I enjoyed the explosion of the the girl, but it's it didn't really present much information. It just kind of did the weird games and then, you know, didn't really do anything yet. I'll give it three episodes. But yes, I've heard a lot like everyone else, so I'll I'll stick around with it. But you, you know, actually what really stuck out to me is it feels like it's way older than it is. Mm. It feels like it's something from the 90s, but it's apparently written in this decade, so. It does feel like something from like the early 2000s. At least it's not an isekai. Yeah, at least it's not an isekai. Uh, but you, you assure me it gets more interesting, Doc? Um, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really it's, it's Pizza's the one who's been pushing this one. So you know, I bought the first three manga volumes on his recommendation. So I'll I'll, I'll let you know later on if he was wrong, and then we. Can Dear God, you followed a Pizza recommendation? Um, yeah, that, I don't know about that. That's a terrible also, idea. He also told me to read. <laughs> was it, I think it was him that told me to read Witch Hat Atelier. Um, which that's pretty good. good. That's yeah. pretty good. I don't even read manga, and I thought that was amazing. I only read the first volume because someone said you should check this out. I'm like, all right, fine. For once, I'll look at it. It was pretty good. The the art in that series is unbelievable. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It makes me worry for that guy. It's like, don't pull a berserk and take so long to draw this shit that you die. <laughs> yeah, without finishing it, <laughs> we're never gonna get to end of berserk. Well, you are. It's just not going to be quite. Is that the right end of Berserk? It's like the it's like the end of the Wheel of Time. Sure, it got we got it, but was it exactly how it should have been? Probably not. Whatever. I don't let want to talk about it. Let us never speak of the second <laughs> anyway, so guidebook either. Uh, I couldn't exist. finish it. Uh, it doesn't half, exist. Halfway through, it was like, nope. <laughs> there's only there's only three Hitchhiker yeah. books. 
to me, like, you know, you know, there's no reason to read past Mostly Harmless. You know, I quite like the fifth one. Oh. Really? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was all right. That's what I remember, too, really liking the fifth one, too. Mm-hmm. It ends on a more hopeful note than the fourth one, which is just miserable. Yeah, that's true. I think he was in a better place in his life at the time. Maybe. Yeah. I think I remember that. Like the reason the fourth one is so dour is because he was depressed. Mm. It's kind of like his Evangelion. The fourth one is my least favorite of the Hitchhiker's novels. Mm. Did you read The Salmon of Doubt? No, I have not. It's kind of weird. Mm. It's like an but- unfinished Dark Gently novel, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, you know, they they found, they scrounged through his crap, found some stuff he didn't finish and put it out. Yeah, yeah, I did a book report in school of the first Dirk Gently novel, and suffice to say, I did not understand what the hell was going on in that. So my, uh, <laughs> my, my book report was somewhat uh, incoherent. <laughs> I think that's what he wanted, though. Yeah. He liked, he wanted to fuck yeah. <laughs> It's like there's this god called Thor, and other stuff happens, and I don't know. <laughs> All right. So that's Hulk. It's very hyped. So far, it's kind of like, eh, but, you know, well, it's just like Chainsaw Man. We'll see what happens. It'll probably develop. I mean, there's a reason so many people like this thing. Mm-hmm. But then again, a lot of people like Attack on Titan, and that it sucks. So, um, mm-hmm. Moving on, I would like to talk about one of my two favorites of the new season so far, Undead Murder Farce. Mm. Undead Murder Farce is fucking awesome. He's got a great. She's a head. He's got a great uh, op. She, she's yeah. a head in a cage, and it's so. F- Every time they do the thing where where she starts talking in the cage, and everyone looks around and, and thinks that somebody's doing ventriloquism, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> like the whole scene in the second episode, where like it just keeps going on, where he just does he had no, he just doesn't open the the fucking uh, blinds to show her, so everybody's so so confused who's talking. That's just some like clue, the movie clue level like wordplay, and it fucking kills me. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the first episode. I was like, mm, "What's this about?" But the second one, I think, sold me on it. It's going to be some kind of weird who done it thing set in the nineteen hundreds in a alternative. No, it's late eighteen hundreds, is it? I think it is. Yeah, it's yeah, some kind of alternative history thing, and there's vampires and monsters, and yeah, a girl who's just a head, and a guy who's like half. Pony or something. It's it's a bit of a mishmash of random things all thrown together, but I think it might be fun. I mean, the name dropped Count Dracula, so yeah. that's the universe yeah. we're in. It's a bit like a cross between um, uh, Inspector and the uh, case study of Vanitas. That's what. Yeah, I got. I was gonna say I got a lot of vibes of both those shows in there. Yeah, because it's it's very gothic and it's very like monster, but it's also very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I just, like I wasn't hundred percent on the real first episode either until he actually met the maid and in in the head. And then immediately I was like, I'm hundred percent sold on this this character dynamic because it's fucking great. <laughs> Which body fluid would you like to <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross, but it's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, hey, no one had a problem with it when you know Deku ate all my tear. So. Would you prefer my I nasal mucus in my life? Yeah, that's, not, that's what that's what they were going for. Yeah. I just love when they, he, she tells him like hold up fingers and he runs out of fingers, so he has to like put his foot up. 
I, I really like the the main character. Um, he's it, fucking it's great. Nice. It's nice to get a character who's not taking everything so seriously all the time. Yeah, he's not like he's in that medium thing where he's not like a goofball moron like Naruto or whoever. Mm-hmm. He's not super positive, but he's not like the, the dour lone wolf character either. He's just he's a guy who's been put in a bad place, but he's kind of got a sense of humor about it. And the dynamics between him and the head and the maid is fucking great. I love it. I can't wait to watch like. 20 more episodes of it. It does have a lot of inspector banter wordplay going on, and that just hits that is my fucking wheelhouse. Hopefully it'll yeah. be better than Inspector then, because that still bored me rigid. Oh, I think it will be. At least like pacing and like atmosphere-wise, it seems to be moving. Plus, you get probably get with the battle maid and the guy turning into Oni, you can probably get more action out of this than you get in Inspector. Mm-hmm. But at least for these two episodes, it's my second favorite of the new season. All right, uh, we should bring in Umar guy here, and also we should talk about the other show that had a great deal of hype coming into the season. Uh, Reborn is a vending machine. So, oh, I, I, what'd you think so far? I was having a great time with it. I appreciated the, you know even the the very end of the first episode, Reese. Using that, you know, being reincarnated as a as a vending machine is sort of ridiculous. I'm, I'm going, yes, it is. But I love how they're clearly leaning into it. Uh, the, the the part that got me the most, like I told you, did not expect him to be a vending machine otaku. <laughs> there's vending machine otaku's. <laughs> oh yeah, there's definitely there are definitely vending machine otaku. That is definitely a thing. Yeah. I mean, you know how the culture for vending machines is over there. They have so many vending machines. I'm just waiting for them to start dispensing used underwear. That was my first question when I heard about the show or the original manga. I was like, wait, so does he, he can dispense anything that comes out of a vending machine in Japan? Because that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I like this. this I, I'm really sick of isekai stuff, but I don't mind it when they're just as, as silly as this. And it knows that it's silly, and that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, this is a lot of fun, and I will keep watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the creator of this show or this IP is also sick of Isekai stuff. That's why he decided to do one that's this dumb. I mean, they do a special weapon attack with <laughs> cola and Lentos. <laughs> I just, I just knew that was going to happen. The moment <laughs> that he changed shape, is like they're going to do, they're going to do a cola and Lentos attack, aren't they? Yep, they are. <laughs> It just really amuses me that he can only talk with the pre-recorded phrases. <laughs> yeah. Samusay! Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you like, everyone likes it? Yes. It, it's fun. Uh, I've, I've only watched the first, and I thought it was kind of neutral, like, as uh, for an opener, but the, I'm, I'm on board with the premise. Oh, the second episode is way better. Yeah. Uh it starts really getting into like <laughs> the dumb shit he's gonna be able to do. Yeah. Fucking Mentos attack. I think this is the sort of show where it actually benefits from just pulling random shit out of its ass. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it knows it knows it's ridiculous and it's gonna lean into it. And yeah, let's roll with that. Let's go for it. You know, if if you're gonna say this is such a stupid premise, you know, we're just gonna go out and say turn it up to eleven. Yeah, it's a stupid idea. So let's like we have no limits. The vending machine That's with like the big, big fucking eyes always kills me too. <laughs> yeah. It's just to carry him everywhere. 
Yeah, the, the, the carrying part fucking slays me. It's like she does it effortlessly. <laughs> she has a blessing that allows her to do that. How convenient. <laughs> yeah, it just, she just happened to meet him. And the name is Boxo. I don't know why that name <laughs> <laughs> It just makes... It sounds like an app. It sounds like a Dropbox competitor. Have you tried Boxo for your files enough money for the, the, the transfer circle yet because she's been spending it buying stuff from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the mechanic where like, yeah. he needs coins to live, uh, that is brilliant. That's just good writing. You really think a can of corn soup out of an machine is a good? It tastes good. Like I just can't picture it. I mean, if you're c- compared to medieval food, I, I would yeah. assume so. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. And if it's like a sweet corn, yeah, maybe. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, like a corn chowder, maybe. I just it's just so weird to think of like buying a like can of that out of a vending machine. But Japan loves that shit. Yeah. The udon gets me like like seriously, you're going to eat just like literal soup with like vegetables and stuff. And like, eh. no, no, yeah, I've seen those like there's a there's a YouTuber called Experience Japan who does like these, you know, like first person videos. Yeah. They strap a camera to their head and they go do stuff in Japan. And mm-hmm. one of them was at like a tire store that's also like a haven for old vending machines. And there was hundreds and hundreds of vending machines. And they like dispense like a bowl of udon. You know, or a yeah. cup of noodles that it cooks for you. It puts a little spout directly into the, the cup and cooks it for you. Oh, the cup shit. of noodles I get. I, I get cup of noodles. But like, just like like a real thing of soup. Like, jeez. It looked pretty good yeah. in the video. It looks incredible. But like, I'd, I'd have to imagine that'd be like gas station tier. <laughs> hey, I used to live on gas station food. I, mean, I, I, I can't I, talk. There, there was a time in my life where a big portion of my diet was AM, PM hamburgers. And hot I mean, dogs. I could see, you know, depending on how close it is to say just not regular, nachos. you know, can of corn. Not like cream corn or whatever. Just, you know, it's a little more, a little more fluid yeah. with whatever. I mean. Cream corn is amazing, by the way. Like I had, I had never had it for years. And then I went to a restaurant out here in LA called Lowry's famous for uh, prime rib. And I had cream corn as a side, and it blew my fucking mind. I always thought that was like a thing old people ate. But then I remembered I was an old person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, another show getting a lot of hype. And also, is, uh, is, is Zom 100 on Disney Plus over there, Doc? Because it's on Hulu here. Um, no, it's on Crunchyroll here. Yeah, it's, yeah, on, no, Crunchyroll. it's on It's on Crunchyroll, but it's also on Hulu. Which I thought was weird, but it does happen sometimes. But I thought maybe they were cross-posting it. Oh, I don't know. I haven't looked. I can I can check. Hmm. Anyway, Zom 100, bucket list of the dead. Uh, got quite a quite a bit of marketing push. Uh, Ray, what did you think of the first episode? Yeah, isn't isn't this like one of the the next big Shonen Jump things? Uh, I think it Pretty starts much. strong. I I heard later on it kind of fizzles out because they run out of ideas. Which is kind of lame, given that it's a show about a bucket list. But I, I thought the <laughs> the uh, the black company being an animation studio fucking swayed me, <laughs> and 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 just like the whole uh, 
I, I yeah, I think the main character is a lot of fun, and the he's super athletic, and he like seemingly does not give a shit about the fact that there's a zombie apocalypse. Like no reaction whatsoever, just sheer joy. He doesn't have to work anymore. This is very entertaining. Yeah, the idea. Any of us who have worked nine to fives in jobs that we don't actually like long enough, all know. Um, resonate with the idea that the zombie apocalypse is better than having to go to work one more day. Like that, that feeling when he goes, Oh my God, I'm so glad that to have a day off to finally have a day off work while he's being chased by flesh eating zombies. And like, like it's ridiculous, but I completely understood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he's free. Sure. The world's dead, but he doesn't have to go to job anymore. Mm hmm. Don't have to deal with awful bosses. Don't have to deal with terrible hours. Don't have to deal with everything being constantly tired all the time. Yeah, the only girl you like banging the CEO. The thing that's really sad about it is, is it looks like it should be um, exaggerated, but I don't think it really is. I think there are people whose jobs really are that bad. Oh yeah, no, yeah. we've heard stories like that from Japan for years. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. really miserable. No, no wonder the guy's overjoyed that society's collapsing. And that, that stuff, like from the first day where he has to, like, he works for like three straight days before he can go home and he has to come right back. That's basically just crunch at a video game developer. Yep. I mean, yeah. No wonder that uh, Japan's birth rate has plummeted because everybody's too tired to, to, to even think about having sex. He's <laughs> got, it's got no personal life. There's, there's no way that you could have, like, a family or anything like that. I mean, that that's how a society dies, is you over, overwork people and you, um, yeah, oh dear. Hopefully it changes. Maybe I'm a zombie apocalypse will happen in real life. <laughs> Possibly not. <laughs> I think the uh, use of color was very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. the The way they have splotches for for blood, and it's always the monochrome color for the first half of the first episode, mm. and then. Finally, going in the color. <laughs> like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I love, I love that mechanic. Like other shows have done it. Your Line April did it. Kotaro San does it. Other shows have done that, where like the person like sees the world in, in dark colors, and then it breaks into color because like his life changes. It's kind of corny, but I always love it. It's such a great visual yeah. storytelling method. Like bright mm -hmm. colors yeah. reminds me of um, Miracle Chan. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Literally. Like the opener from that, where she's like running and there's lots of splotches everywhere. It's cool. <laughs> so we're liking it so far. Yeah. Yes. A lot. Well, I, I'm not at a lot yet, but yeah. like, like I can see the production values. I'm enjoying it, but I mean, it is a Shonen Jump, like Shonen kind of show. Yeah. Did you guys think the show looks? In the, in the way that it's animated, the, the character design, do you think it looks like My Hero Academia? No. No. Because I did. I kept thinking, like, the dude, the main character, looks like he's a character out the of My Hero Academia. The eyes do. I mean, his face does, but the, the animation does not. Maybe I just have PTSD. I mean, if you put the main character, Tendo, next to, uh, what what's his face, uh... The main character of My Hero, Deku. they look basically... Deku. They're They're basically the fucking same. Okay, so it wasn't just me then. Yeah, yeah, but the but the show's animation is not the same. Yeah, so I'll keep an eye on that one. The second episode wasn't bad. I managed to catch it right before I came in for the podcast. It's, uh, there's a lot, there's so much potential to the concept. Mm -hmm. You know, 
which is, you know, I think we're a little oversaturated for zombie media, but are we? You know, a little. There's so many. Like <laughs> we've used this concept so many times. It's like, I mean, historically, yes, but but when's the last time there was anything? I even Western. I mean, there's Walking Dead, but I can't remember anything after that. Walking Dead's I mean, still did, on though. Yeah, that's true. It has like a second or third spinoff. I guess I there's know, also I, The Last of Us too. Yeah, I guess there's a bunch. We just hit peak yeah, at so, previously that it's you know. You know, it's just like Isekai. Zombies is thing is a little stale and oversaturated, but you can still do new things in that in that space if you just try. Yeah. Though though I feel like just the post apocalypse is just generally better than than a zombie series. Oh yeah, like, like uh yeah, with the stories you're trying to tell, the themes usually a post apocalypse, like just a straight up post apocalypse will end up being more entertaining than a zombie. Zombies the, kind of turn off. All the best zombie things are not really about zombies. Zombies are just yes, there yeah. as, a, as, a, as a metaphor, and that's what yeah, this is. This, this is about freedom from daily drudgery in a life that's killing him. Um, mm. That's a good just, point, actually, because you know, Night of the Living Dead is about racism, and Day of the Dead is about consumerism. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's, the zombies are a metaphor. Hmm. Which is always the bit, like like Doctor said, that's always the point of the good zombie movies is you know mirroring. It's like good sci-fi. It mirrors our society by changing it in a way that makes it. You can make a point, you know, just like old Star Trek episodes. You know, it's about racism. So we we meet an alien race that's half black, half white. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hopefully that keeps going good. I hope the animation quality doesn't doesn't drop because that first episode was like. Movie yeah, quality. that was incredible. But then again, yeah, it seems like a, given the the marketing push, I, I assume it has a pretty good budget. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, all three of you guys have seen this. I haven't seen this yet, but all three of you guys have. So you really you, should. It's you really should. You don't even know which one I'm going to say yet, I'm sir. Pretty sure I am. <laughs> Let's let's start with UMR guy. Let's talk yes. about Fate Strange Fake. Mm. Was that good? I haven't seen it yet. It was... I, I am curious. What what'd you think? Mm. Yeah. It, it's I'd say it's too That's early a very to long say pause. if it was good. It was better it, it was it was not bad. Ah! It was definitely not bad. <laughs> it, it was Yeah, that's that's it's that's not why complete. It's a little early to say if it that's for sure. It, it was okay on its own, but it's definitely it needs that rest of the series coming to. Oh, it's no. not a complete story. I thought the OVA no. was basically its own standalone. No, this hey. is the beginning. This is just like the opening chapter, like the prologue. I think it's just seething with potential. It looks great. I don't and... understand how every Fate series seemingly has to have like a movie long opening. Fate Zero did. Fate State Night, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure did. But yeah, this one also has an hour long yeah. opening episode, basically. But they've not even made the series yet, so God only knows when that's going to come. Probably sometime next year. Uh, but there's there's so many interesting concepts just thrown at the wall here. Um, I'm I'm really 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 looking forward to eventually watching yes. the rest of this whenever it comes out. So it's incomplete, but you yeah. you guys liked what was there. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I I adored what was there. I thought that I think Fate Strange Fake is one of the most interesting of the spinoffs of Fate. It's a fake uh, Holy Grail War set in America. America, <laughs> fuck yeah! <laughs> and and wait, wait, wait. So you're saying just so I'm clear, uh, you're saying that America took something from Japan I, I and know. made it worse. worse. Maybe it's better. Yes. <laughs> that never happened. That's right. It could be better. It'd be better Holy Grail War. It's it's it have, it doesn't have the rape worms. I think judging by this first episode, this is going to be worse for everyone involved. It, it, it's America. Apart from the viewers. We made our own yeah. Yeah. with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yeah. In fact, forget the Holy Grail one. I mean, it is set it in Nevada. Okay. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty close to that. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's a Nevada. It's a fictional city. That that was I was curious. I've never heard of the town. So I was like, is this a real place? I Googled it. No, nah, it's a fictional city. Unfortunate. I'm pretty sure the city yeah. in, in Fate State Night was also fictional. So and they're they're literally yeah, but it's based like on a real place. Highest priced, you know, escort slash hooker out there in the world or something. I, I don't remember exactly, but so we're definitely you know pretty much there. Yeah. But. Welcome to Nevada, my favorite state. I think it did a very good job at setting the set setting up the setting the atmosphere it didn't really explain the factions yeah. which which is a little confusing like like i have no idea who anyone is and and it doesn't clear that up at all but yeah that's just cool fate. that's just yeah. fate though they're just all going to change <laughs> yeah. sides eventually anyway so it doesn't really matter that, that's fate every like oh, el Malloy, i never had under, any understanding of who all those people Although, were it was still a good show yes yeah I love that show, but I was so confused all the time. Ooh, and Dr. Heartless appears from nowhere. Everyone's like, oh my god, it's Dr. Heartless. Who the Waver fuck is Waver has Dr. a cameo so, so far at the beginning of this, to give it a anyway. little away, but he's kind of like, uh, no, no, I, I'm not in this shit. I'm not going for this, no. But uh, <laughs> He's like, no, fuck this. My favorite thing about this, this version is that it started as an April Fool's joke. Yeah. Mm. That's always a great way to start a series. Loosely mm-hmm. based on some of the fate prototype, whatever the original, some of the original premises for the for the original Fate Stay Night before they started swapping yeah. from you know all the gender swapping or gender swapping, whatever. Yeah, the the main character, I mean the main girl here is yeah. the the original uh, Shiro. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff from the original prototype, which also has its own yeah. spin-off thing, this fate prototype. Say, isn't that a spin-off too? I can't, I can't yeah. remember a fate's a fate prototype spin-off. I remember that. Yeah. This, um, uh, this particular spin-off is it's written by the same guy that did Durarara and Bacano. So mm. you know it's oh, probably gonna yeah. be extremely complicated but very compelling as well. I have to tell yeah. you that doesn't that doesn't like entice me because I I didn't like either of those things. Oh. I never got into Bakano. I, I I tried. I've watched that first episode like three or four times. I I it never hooked me. I've never actually continued watching it. He also but wrote it's cool. Dead, he wrote Dead Mount Death Play, which was on last season. Oh, yeah. see, that was fun. Hmm. I like that one. He seems to have written a lot. <laughs> I'm looking at his. Uh, I, I think this pictures. also has the chaotic energy of all of those. I think that's a big. Like maybe the signature yeah. of his work. 
I think that the the OVA did a really good job of like setting the atmosphere and the setting and mood and I, I it was yeah. very Fate Zero like like Fate Zero's first episode did a really good job uh, in capturing the atmosphere of the work, I but this Fate has Zero. a lot more going for it than Fate Zero's first episode. For one, there was a really cool fight, um, and um. I think there's going to be a lot more interesting characters. I think that my thing with Fate Zero is everyone's so boring, and I'm not huge on Fate Zero, honestly. But oh, thank God, I hate Fate Zero. Why? I, it's I, I don't like it. All the characters are unlikable, and then all the, it's just yeah, a non-stop misery slog by from, from the fucking Euro Bridger. Like, I don't the, like the misery slogs. You know, it's like Vinland Saga without the without the slight moments of of like you know hope that will glimmer through it's just everything's terrible how and everybody's bad and everybody's dying like, how you. dare you fate zero is very compelling <laughs> and you guys can like it i just didn't like it, it looked amazing i i i re-watched fate zero a few times because the first time i watched it i i loathed it and then after several rewatches, i i'm okay with it but i don't like it why it's very compelling thing you loathed uh, don't yeah, that's, that's a very odd question why would you do well, that it's what did everyone thinks this is the bee's knees better than fate state night what did i miss why do i not like this and i mean i i did get it later on as i rewatched it you know sometimes you're not in the right mood state of mind for certain kind of works you i i felt like the first time i watched it i watched it for the sake of watching it and then i think i was in a better state of mind the second time i watched it but it, it's I mean, the, compelling but i don't like it like rex said all the characters are like boring and it's just misery now the thing is like we all know this we run into shows that you can acknowledge this has been done well, and you can see why people like it, but it doesn't work for you. There's like, for me, the works of Yuasa. Like, I see Devilman mm-hmm. Crybaby. Everybody says it's amazing, and I hate it. But I don't, I don't think it's bad. I just know that it's not for me. So, like, Fate Zero is, is inc- obviously animated incredibly. It tells you know, a, very, a compelling story for some people. It doesn't work for me. I find the characters unlikable. I find the misery unrelenting, and I, I didn't like it. I much preferred stuff like Apocrypha. And even uh, Last Encore, just because extra, it was so fucking bonkers. The Last Encore was it. That's, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that. I'm, I was going to say, when you're talking to me about it, was this good or bad? I was going to say, well, it's better than Fate Extra, which for me is a fairly low bar, because Extra was still... I really love the, game might have been the, one thing, the, the, the PSP anime was game. Just, it's like... It, it was... It was, it was nonsense. Nonsense. That was the word. <laughs> but I kind of liked it. I was I was watching the fake strange fake here in chat with Right Zeno maybe. Um, uh, I guess I hadn't seen the other stuff and it was going. Is fate always as talking? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is about average. <laughs> this is <laughs> sometimes sometimes more. I'm like, this is no, definitely it's not usually the worst more. Yeah, like, it gets that. pretty talky sometimes. <laughs> extra was like. Speechifying is, like, is a, a, is a trait. Yeah. Something and occasionally have some action and 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 you're just waiting, going just just give me another umu and you know and and the butt panel because <laughs> I'm bored as hell. Yes, <laughs> it, Nero is great though. Like Nero really made that show watchable. 
I, I really want to see the uh there there was a sequel to Fade Extra that came out on PSP CC. I think mm-hmm. Extra probably has the most interesting setting. I think the uh I think the the yeah. moon thing they did there is really the cool. Spell. Yeah. Yeah. And and I wish they explore it more. Um but but eh, it's not, get not some, really get some moon panther in there. Well, the, yeah. the sequel was not ever localized properly in English, was it? They yeah, it never came out. And there was no, like not a even half... fan translation. Yeah, there is like half a fan translation then abandoned it. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like the PSP wasn't well supported. The CC was really late in the PSP's era, so I kind of get it. Like, basically, it was came out right when the Vita came out. I mean, they are remaking Fate Extra, so maybe if that goes well enough, yeah. maybe they'll remake CCC. So. They're gonna remake. I, they're, the, they're remaking. Can I please? Can we? Why can't we get Hollow at Ataraxia? I mean, why do they keep making all this shit? <laughs> Hollow Ataraxia is incredible. Uh, legit, like one of my favorite visual novels I've ever read. Um, and I feel like every time I say that, I feel like I, I'm making you sad. But that also really can't. I'm not sure if that'll ever get an anime. I'm not sure if it can get an anime. It, it's just a bunch of like, it, I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's a lot of side stories and the whole experience is like sp- spread out and you have to repeat it over and over again because y- you die over and over again. You're and we in a have several game. anime where the character re- dies and they have to reset it. ReZero does that. Horimiya this oh, season like- is a bunch of side stories. You can make the damn anime. I guess you can, but it's just like the way in which, yeah, I mean, the way in which you progress through the story is is very different. It's not there's no natural progression. You just go through side stories throughout a week, and then it repeats. And no, it could be done. I just don't yeah. know if it'll be right. Right. Haruhi did you know the endless eight? People still <laughs> watch that. is done by Kaiwani. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that'd be amazing. Jeez, I, I would lose my mind. Like, do you know how fucking hype I would be for a Kyo Annie Hall Ataraxia? This is, you're talking about one of my favorite individual works done by Kyo Annie. The budget, the beautiful, they'd know it. They, that would be a great pairing. I think of that's the most Kyo Annie fate work I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, Ray might literally vibrate himself out of like, this dimension. <laughs> waiting for that to come out. All right, real quick, uh, Doc and Ray, what do you think about Moshoshu Tank Moshoku Tensei season two so far? I I've thought it was pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's the same as the first season. For each episode, feels like it's about five minutes long. Right? Um, I'm like the fucking like credits come up. I'm like, no, no, the episode can't be over yet. Not enough. Um, I wonder has the animation taken a bit of a downgrade because it just doesn't look quite as smooth as it did previously. I mean, it still looks fine, but um, it doesn't look quite as amazing. Uh, but yeah, I, Is this I really like with, like shading or something because to me it looked a little more flat. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's still the same studio that's making it, but it has the staff changed or something. I okay, I think it might just be 
oftentimes um it's probably just a time thing sometimes they'll touch it up for like blu-ray releases and stuff mm -hmm. um and and that's usually when you see a lot of like corrections and small lighting and shading different details and differences and if crunchyroll got the the first cut and then they got the the later cut in the earlier um in the uh, original season then that could explain mm -hmm. the difference yeah i really like the uh, episode zero one that oh, yeah, that really what good. happened to the what's her name Sylphie. um because i think we we glimpsed her towards the end of the first season with her funky sunglasses but there was no explanation as to what was going on with her so it was good to get that because um, i like her she's fun i'm not sure why her hair changed color yeah and why does she have why does this like medieval level technology place have oakley's <laughs> no, I'm just like those sunglasses are like they look way too modern. It doesn't make any sense, but whatever. I I, I did kind of I was kind of annoyed that they didn't address that. At no point did she look in a mirror and go like, "Hey, what's up with my hair?" The um the scene where the princess girl invites her into her bed was when my young son walked into the room. And I, I sort of paused. It's like I don't know what's going to happen next. You cannot watch this. And thankfully, no, nothing actually happened. She just messed with her. But it's kind of like, okay. But you never really know with Michelle Kids timing, Kinsky, man. do you? No, no, no. With, 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 you can't like take the chance. How old Any, anything could have happened. Well, yeah. <laughs> 12. Yeah. He's at that yeah. stage where he's starting to ask awkward questions my, my, my about 11. daddy's cartoons. <laughs> and of course, he has, a, he has a flaw this time to walk in in that exact moment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's always yeah. that moment they walk in, right? <laughs> if I just paused at the moment he came in the room, and they said, look at the screen, <laughs> and they sort of looked at me, and I'm like, yeah, you you know, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> he just he just looks yeah. at you with disappointment. <laughs> my, my, mine's eleven. He's he's been anyway. for a few years now. He's been noping out. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Not even necessarily the, the particularly indecent ones, but like, oh my god, if a show has has a bathtub scene now, just in general, they you know. Except it doesn't have to be indecent or whatever. That, that he's just like he he nopes out. I know it's really tough. That's like every anime. Every anime has at least one bathtub scene. Um. Yeah, I, I also like that we we got right back into the usual uh, Mushoku Tensei discourse. Like one episode in, and there was already <laughs> an argument about him like fondling the panties in his pocket. <laughs> It's as just like as da, I'm like he's it's he's got an emotional like connection to it that helps him get through his his heartbreak. Like, come on, guys, it's a bit creepy. But... It's creepy. Though. It's so frustrating because it's it's an A plus show with an F tier main character. He's so unlikable, yeah. man. See, I, I like, bought like... the Blu-rays for season one recently, and you know, I'd I'd like to watch it with my wife, but I think she'll watch the first couple of episodes and she'll just like want to divorce me. Uh, I yeah. feel like got, I feel like some of his edges have been sanded down a little bit at this point. Yeah. Like he's a lot more relatable because you know, like you forget that yeah, he's kind of gross, but his life in our world was awful. Uh, yeah. He doesn't he doesn't like or trust people because he was you know you know treated so badly, and so he comes to this world and like you think about all the shit he's been through. So he's got two lifetimes of compounded trauma. And then, you know, the person he cared about most, you know, d ditched his ass. So he's in a really, really bad place. So if he wants to, like, you know, PTSD rub some panties in his pocket, I'm going to let it go. At least he didn't, like, sniff them or rub them across his body. 
I read the light novels all the way, basically, when when I, you know, was reading through them. So I'm sure now there's like a few more light novels out. But I, I kind of was with you. But then there's stuff that happens later on that makes me hate him again. So yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. But that's, I think that's that's that character. He's always going to be kind of you like you get on his side, you root for him. And then he does something gross. You're like, come on, you fucking stop doing that. But then yeah, and it's just so frustrating because everyone else is so amazing. But that's the thing is like I, th- I don't want to excuse any of that because some of it's so unnecessary. But part of that is I think what helps him feel like a real character because we all know a guy like that. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us have a friend or an acquaintance who's like he's such a great guy except for this one thing he won't fucking give up or stop doing. Really, he's a great guy except he keeps getting drunk and being an asshole. You know that kind of thing. So it does make the fair character feel real, although it is like you said, just like sometimes you're like, "Come on, fuck on!" Just why it's shouldn't just it like, be like a necklace she gave you? you know? It's just like it's so hard to have like unlikable main characters that can ruin shows for people. And I just no, don't. I can't. I can't. Some people can't deal with them, and I and I completely understand. But the rest of the cast is so great, and the animation yeah. is so great, and the story is so great that I just gotta keep. And the world, the world is so good. Mm-hmm. And the world building yeah. is incredible, and there's so much stuff hinted at, or mentioned in passing, or glimpsed at, and you're just like, I want to know more. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Okay, uh, real quick, just just me and Doc. Doc, did you like Dark Gathering as much as I did? Um, I wasn't sure what to make of it to begin with because it was all kind of a bit lighthearted and weird, and I thought I thought this was like a horror thing. And then towards the end of the show, it was like, oh, <laughs> it gets very bloody and a bit sinister. And like, all oh, right, okay, I think I'm I think I'm all in on this. It does give me kind of slightly Higurashi vibes, which is good because I love Higurashi. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like it. It's got this this weird. Like, hey, everything's going great. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like vibes. Like everything's cute and and lighthearted, and then things are horrible. Like his friend uh, is, you know, obvious some... love interest is 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 obviously damaged. There's, there's something wrong with her. <laughs> She's obviously wanna... damaged. Now she all you notice that she also wears gloves, and nobody mentions it. Yeah, but they show. Well, he mentions that. His, a friend of his got cursed when he did, and they show a young girl with brown hair, so it's probably her. Yeah. I assume that whatever he did that got him cursed and hurt his friend, it was her who got hurt. That's why she wears gloves. But she's obviously kind of demented. The little kid has pupils that are skulls. <laughs> I feel like people should be more alarmed by that. <laughs> the doctor just sort of shrugs and goes, oh, let's just see how it goes. Yeah, he goes no, her eyes absolutely work. not what would happen. <laughs> he's, he's got skulls for pupils, doctor. Can you please like get some LASIK over here or something? But uh, I, I, by the time the end, the end of the first episode was there, I was like, I was like, I fucking love this. This is I'm so in on this. Anyway, arranged. Yep. And one quick question uh, to Uemar guy over here: um, How the hell did you manage to actually watch an entire episode of Masterful Cat? Because I tried to watch it. And Gohan's bullshit was so bad uh, that thankfully, I started to get motion sick. Yeah, after the big, we spent all our money on the first five minutes panning shots, it, it stopped being nearly so dynamic. Uh, in, in fact, the I would say the CGI actually kind of dropped off after that. 
those big shots. Um, it, most most of it was in that open. I didn't know it was Gohan. I guess my with. question never, is why you picked this Gohan show. show. But <laughs> see, I didn't know it either. Like, I for I I know we talked about it in the preview, but I completely forgot. So I started watching it, and then like, immediately it's obvious it's Gohan's. And by the time it's doing the whip pans on the bridge around the, the traffic, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I I agree. It was a little. Uh, was was it good at all? Motion sickness inducing during some of that. It was okay. But did you like the show it was like, one overall? Where yeah, I'm giving another couple episodes to see. Well, probably. Oh god, you're gonna watch more? Yeah. I gotta admit I did like the idea. I like the concept, that's why I started watching it, but like I couldn't I couldn't get through it. Both Gohan shows this season were on my to possibly watch list, and then I saw footage from the both and I was like, nah. <laughs> oh yeah, the other one, the girl who lost her glasses, yeah, I, that I, one's I mean, even worse. Just no no, just no. <laughs> I don't think so. I've seen the Twitter clips. Yeah, that yeah. super fisheye close close up of his hand. I'm like, oh my yeah, god. I, I mean, other than the uh, why would you do it like that? Inducing aspect that the, the those first bits, the CGI actually looked pretty fantastic, relatively speaking. But no, see, that's the thing. Technically, Gohan's is actually very good at CGI. It's the directing yeah. choices they make with the bizarre whip pans and the zoom in, zoom out. And like the weird fisheye lens. It's that shit that they're choosing to do because they seem to yeah. think it's a good idea. They're using their exceptional skills for evil, and I just can't get behind that. Yeah. But you're a braver we'll man see. than me. Yeah, you know, but you can tell us if it's good later. Yeah. I can recommend motion sickness medication if you need it. <laughs> There's a subreddit, <laughs> awful taste but great execution. That that's just go hands. Okay. I mean, I watched you know K. I, I thought K was actually okay. That was one of the first things that they did, and maybe they just hadn't gone quite as nuts with the panning and the CG stuff with K. So maybe now, see, that's another thing is I love K, and yeah. they didn't do any of that weird shit in K. Was I the singular person who watched through Capellion? I did not like that show. I've never. Seen uh, it. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I got one episode in Capellion. It was very mediocre, very bad. One thing I have noticed throughout Gohan shows is that they have this like weird obsession mm -hmm. with the like iridescent, like blue green color. Yeah. And they just like splotch it on everything. And Capellion, that was like its whole identity. The whole show is like that. And and whenever I see a Gohan show and then they have that color, like, ah, Capellion. Yeah. I think what the problem this season, of course, is they're still doing their bullshit, but now they've gotten like properties. That people wanted to see, like yeah. the reviews of the manga for girl who, who I like lost her glasses are very positive. Yeah. So that that makes it even more disappointing. Mm -hmm. All right. So this week's uh, topic, the question we posed to the proletariat of Anate, was what's the anime you rewatched the most? And after we started getting answers, it struck me I should have asked what's the anime you rewatched the most and why. But uh, we got a lot of answers, which is pretty good because I only remembered to ask the question yesterday. Uh, right off the bat, you're not going to believe this, but Raid Zeno said uh, 
Symphogear. Like I'm sure that's a shocking revelation. For I don't all know, know how it, you but... rewatch Symphogear. That show is crazy, and I don't ever want to go through it again. Well, he says he he does it because it's fucking awesome. So I mean, I he really three, likes that show. I watched three episodes of Symphony Gear, and I'm like, this is too much for me. <laughs> There's a lot of moments in Symphony Gear where I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, like it's one <laughs> of those shows where it's like absurd and cool, and there's a lot of great moments, and it's like it's one of those really cool shows. But then they do really creepy shit all the time, and it's like. I can't re I I can't rewatch that. I watched it with a friend, and that's as basically the only experience I'll ever go through. That. Yeah, I think that's probably why he likes it so much. I mean, that is the only show with a death laser powered by lesbian romance. So I mean, there's, there's the that. new Gundam. That's true. Actually, now I think about it, that's not true anymore. There's two now. <laughs> uh, Luigi, who has um. Terrible taste said sound euphonium. I can see rewatching sound euphonium if you needed to sleep because it would be a great aid in helping people with insomnia fall asleep. I think it would be a good rewatch if you intend on watching the movie uh, Liz and the Bluebird, like right next to it, because I think Liz and the Bluebird is excellent. I thought sound euphonium was very boring, executed well, very boring to me, but Luigi liked it. Thank you. I'm I'm glad you're with me on that because me and Luigi have I've had this argument many times, and I'm mostly just meme on it now. <laughs> I remember distinctly arguing against it in the collab. Yeah, so did I. I, I was like, like I, I was furious. We we're gonna put it on. Like this show sucks. But yeah. as always, I was outvoted. <laughs> I mean, I was probably trying to put some titty show on at the same time, so my argument. Was <laughs> I can see why my argument somehow not hold a lot of weight. <clears throat> Uh, let's see, Viking, uh, another one that doesn't exactly shock anybody who knows Viking, said Slayer's Next because it's the best season of his favorite anime. Like Slayer, Slayer's Next, I think it's pretty much the best season of Slayer's. You know, some people, you know, like uh, you know, Revolution, some people like that, some people like Try. When you rewatch a show, do you just rewatch individual seasons? So th- that's an interesting thing that came up in the, in the discussion after I asked this. There are some people said they watch parts of an anime. And I can see for especially a long running anime, but yeah, but some people watch the, their favorite part of an anime as opposed to rewatching from the beginning, which I find fascinating because when I do a rewatch, I always start from the beginning and go all the way through. Same. Um, but I mean, actually, I can see if you, if you, like, especially the way Slayer's seasons are so dramatically different. I can see why you'd be like, no, nah, I just want to watch the part I like. Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess for like Pat Labor or something, it'd make no sense to, to rewatch different parts of it because they're, basically different series yeah that's true see that, that kind of thing especially for the older anime shows like pat labor there where it, the, the content is yeah. so vastly different it's not like a straight story like yeah you just watch the part you like mm-hmm. uh let's see and then doc you said evangelion and i hate you you're so predictable. i think evangelion <laughs> is an incredible rewatch i think that gets better the more you watch it I, mean, I, I watched this when I was a teenager buying the VHS tapes, which came out two episodes at a time every two months. <laughs> it took a long time for me to experience the whole of Evangelion. And then there was the wait, the painful wait for the end of Evangelion on DVD. That was painful, right? Um, yeah, but not for the same reason. Have you ever watched End of Evangelion or did you just watch the, the bullshit TV end? 
No, no, I saw NWM and Gilly. I used to be in, in anime clubs. Like, you can't escape it in, in that kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Although the first time I watched Evangelion, it was actually on a bootleg VHS, yeah. which was a copy of a copy of a copy. <laughs> but that's how shit worked back then. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously, obviously, it's better than the TV ending because the TV ending is complete horseshit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I didn't like that one either. And at that point, I refused to watch any further. Like, I haven't seen any of the other stuff they've done, like the rebuild films or anything, because I just, like, I won't subject myself to it. So the first rebuild movie is basically just a retelling of the first six episodes of the TV show with uh, more fancy animation and a couple of extra scenes. And then the second movie, it it looks like it's going to just be the same for the next chunk of the TV show, but it goes off in a completely batshit mental direction. The third movie is just an hour and a half of what the absolute fuck. And then the fourth movie ties everything together in such a fantastic, amazing way that provides such a cathartic and beautiful conclusion to the entire franchise. The movies, I think, are infinitely better. Well, not infinitely, but significantly better than the TV show for me. Um, Mm. I I don't know how much of that is age, right? Like, Mm. I watched the original Evangelion when I was a teenager, and I, I couldn't stand Shinji mainly because I was basically Shinji at the time. But then <laughs> being several years divorced, like uh, separated from that, gaining my own personality and like growing a spine, um, I, I look back on Evangelion differently now. And I think that different perspective allows me to enjoy it instead of like hating it because I hate myself. Mm. Um, okay. I. Rekka, I know you're never going to watch it, but if you ever have to go back to Evangelion, do not go back to the TV show. You won't like it, I'm sure. Uh, Like, the movies would be the way to rewatch it. I mean, the only way I'm rewatching that is if uh, I lose a bet or I owe Doc like some kind of life debt that he has to, he forces me to watch it to repay. That's yeah. a future reference. <laughs> like if I ever have a heart attack in Scotland and he saves my life, then I'll probably watch. It. Other than that, mm. I don't know why they have a heart attack in Scotland. It's not like they like fried foods there. That, um, that is that is the uh, episode title: Heart Attack in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, Evangelion has a life debt. I'll look after you very well. <laughs> wake up i see i see doc i'm like oh fuck it's time for evangelion therapy. <laughs> he like he turns on evangelion on my tv in my room and it takes the remote away <laughs> you got no choice now asshole it'll, it'll just hurt a little at first and then it will hurt a lot <laughs> actually i assume that if you if you could keep me captive in a room and, and force me to watch anime it'd probably be summertime rendering Yes, you should watch that right away. I swear, to, I swear to God, I'm gonna. For the 50th time, Rick. Watch Summertime Rendering. I'm gonna, I swear. You'll like it. I'm not I, lying I'm, I to don't. you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I won't. I probably will. I just I haven't got to it. You will like it, and then you'll watch it. God, I wish I had watched this earlier. I wish I had listened to Dr. Kev. I wish I, everything he says is right. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> like Evangelion. Where do you send on the Evangelion scale, by the way, you and Marga? Uh I need to actually finish my first watch of the TV series. I've got, I don't know, about five episodes left, maybe. What? Yeah, Are you watching don't. it now? Or did you take a break on it? Uh, I took a break. Uh, 
I was Man, I, I was watching it with a friend once Netflix got hold of it for better or worse, but um pre COVID and I never got back to it after we stopped being able to hang out weekly and watch anime together. Yeah, it was probably the worst place to stop. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so like I was saying, like right before the last five episodes, this right as it's transitioning from Mecha Show into Wackadoo Land. Yeah, you the best part. Yeah, the best part. Anyway, Gugsy mentions you know watching you know clips or parts of his favorite shows, like watching the best the best games from like Cross Game or Ping Pong or other sports anime. Which I, I can kind of see that. I, like I said, I, that's not how I do it. Yeah, yeah, I I, I think of work builds up on itself the the sequence in which things happen are an essential part of a work i can't imagine just watching like a, an individual season or i can see parts. doing it for like the original kino's journey you could watch just the the arc you like because there's not much serialization yeah yeah mm. i see because <laughs> also says he's seen enough nichijou clips on youtube to say he's done a full rewatch i i think i've done that though <laughs> yeah, Nietzsche Joe's is the ultimate show for just watching parts of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it, and it's like not even on purpose, right? It's like you don't ever intend on watching a Nietzsche Joe clip, but then it pops up on your YouTube feed and you're like, oh, it's Nietzsche Joe. Let me go watch it. It's gonna be funny. I just did a complete rewatch of that actually. Um, not that long because my wife wanted to see it. So we watched it from beginning to end, and I had forgotten that there actually is a through line plot to that show. Of like the robot girl going to school and, and all that stuff. Like I completely forgot that it actually has a tiny bit of continuity in it. A very little. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, every time every time the one the redhead girl shoots a missile at that kid, it just fucking kills her. <laughs> Nichijou is the the perfect show to rewatch via clips. I, I think that experience is infinitely better than like watching it as a TV show. I just I don't think Obviously, you know, I'll probably, uh, if I'm lucky and, and I, I can get Doc Kev to take care of me, I might live another 20 or 25 years. And there's going to be a lot of anime between now and then. I just don't think I'll ever see a sequence that's funnier in an anime than the principal fighting the deer. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing ever made. I don't think it's even the funniest thing in Nietzsche Jail, though. Oh, really? That scene. The police beating time. up the police because of the uh that's awesome the, the manga falling and then like you mentioned the fucking rocket launcher girl oh, rocket launch. I do love the rocket launcher girl. I, I, I'm, the rich kid. I'm a sucker. The, uh, riding school on his wait. Go ahead. I, I'm a fan of the 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 coffee shop when the one girl's trying to order the coffee. Oh yeah, they're both they're both all nervous and awkward. Yeah. <laughs> my my wife loved that too. The no teacher's my life favorite character. Yes. <laughs> she's adorable. But, uh, yeah, there, there's there one scene. Like, every time they play, like, uh, rock, paper, scissors, and it turns into, like, like UFO table-leveled animation. Yeah. That's what kills me in that show, of course. Like, that's the, their best joke, is taking these little weird mundane moments and you have any, like, out, like outsized, well, like, unbelievably good animation of it. Like when did, she dropped did her, any of you, her wiener. Did did any of you ever start watching the like hell Vitica standard meme clips that came out? I think like two or three years ago. Like 
totally unrelated to the actual Helvetica standards on the the series, but even that was complete nonsensical humor, right? There were just like random scenes. For they random, make no sense. They, they make, make no, no sense. sense at all. So all my of wife, these skits. My wife kept asking me, Jam, what are these? What do these mean? What is happening? I'm like I don't know. <laughs> So, so a bunch of fans released like just random shorts that make no sense with the same music in the background. Every time I see them, I click on it. I, I fucking get. <laughs> I break down every time. If it's a good standard, and then there's like thirty seconds of nonsense, and then like you see like the one girl always reading the Helvetica standard manga in the background. Mm-hmm. Yep. The uh, soccer plus go club is one of my favorite parts. Of the show. Anyway, that show is great. I, I think uh, my appreciation for it grows the more I don't watch it and just experience it through clips. It's also the basis of the best anime music video I ever saw, which was they took part the clips from it from Nichijo and, and set it to uh, the safety dance. It, it's easily the best AMV I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Chororo, Chororo, and remember that nobody loves a Chororo. <laughs> said that his most rewatched series is Ping Pong. He said he watched at least three or four times. It's short, but it's really got a lot going for it. Obviously, we all know that I don't like Ping Pong. Ping Pong is so fucking good. It's so hype. The music is <coughs> legitimately maybe top five for me. And then, and then the actual Ping Pong matches and the storyline gets so excellent. I need to rewatch that one sometime. Uh, it, it, I, I always have the music, the soundtrack playing in the background. Like that's, I come back to that all the time, but I haven't actually rewatched it anytime recently. It's so good. It's so good. Like easily top 10 anime. Yeah. Gugsy agreed with that. Uh, and see our friend Coda uh, said the, the one he rewatched the most is Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm like, is there a place to stream Yu-Gi-Oh? Like the old Yu-Gi-Oh? I don't think so. I don't know, maybe. Netflix, maybe? Is it on, like, Netflix? Oh, you know, it might be on Netflix. I, 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 there's no way in hell they have all the seasons. Uh, maybe he's got VHS or something. Did they, re- they released it on, on disc at some point, right? Mm. Probably. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I think they have. Um, it, it seems like something that they do a SD Blu-ray sometime soon. There's a I lot of it. Some discotheque has. Um... <laughs> So you also see shows like FMA Brotherhood and Cyberpunk Edge Runners in real time. Edge Runners is another one of those things I need to watch that I haven't gotten around to. FMA Brotherhood is interesting as a, a rewatch mm-hmm. show because, like, obviously, most people's experience of Brotherhood was basically a rewatch because yeah, most much. people yeah. watch the original. I'm attempting to rewatch. Yeah, Doc, aren't you the one who was watching both of them? Yeah, so I, I've been attempting to rewatch Brotherhood with my son after we watched the 2003 show, but he's just like, this is wrong. This isn't the same story. And like, well, this is the original manga story, yeah, but it's wrong. This is not what happened. <laughs> no, and it's, it's, it's right. It's, 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 it's been, he's been yeah, so no, This is the right story. This is the correct story, sir. The thing is, he he was really, it took him a while to warm up to the 2003 show, but then by the end of it, he was asking to watch the next episode and he was sort of sitting at the edge of his seat going what's going to happen next and i've got a real soft spot for the 2003 full metal alchemist because i think I it's think, really good i so think I. if you're re-watching it you gotta watch both I, I yeah i think it'd be really weird to just watch brotherhood especially given how bland 
the the adaptation of the early stuff is. Yeah, the, and it misses uh, out entire stuff, and it just assumes you know what happened. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely made assuming the viewers had already watched the original show. Yeah, I mean the later seasons of Brotherhood are just really hype. They're just they're fantastic. They're really yeah, they're really incredible. Good. Some of the best but, anime out there. Yeah, but that that first season is really clunky. The the second season's okay, but I think sort of third, fourth, fifth, whatever seasons are just they're so good. And we've just not quite got to those bits yet because my because my son's lost interest. So I'll I'll have, reintroduce it later. Have you watched the movie? Which one? The the Shambhala. It's technically yeah, the, the, it's the the ending. Yeah, I I wouldn't yeah. have we we wouldn't have missed out the actual ending of the story. Um, he didn't really like that very much. Uh, I thought it was fascinating. I really hmm. enjoyed it. Probably more than I should have. It's not. Well, I, I don't think I, it's excellent, but I loved it. I I love that film as well. I really really like it. Uh, why didn't Why didn't your son like it? I don't know. Which is weird because he's quite into like history stuff, and he's got a weird fascination with like Nazis and things, which is a bit unsettling. So I thought he might have liked it, but um, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Like my son's YouTube history, if you look in it, it's not like um, like cartoons or funny videos. It's history of the Weimar Republic and things like that. It's just like what? That, that doesn't. That doesn't I, 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 I can relate. Yeah, I can relate because I had a similar phase with North Korea and Taiwan. Right. Okay. Yeah, because that's he the other subtitle is is uh, odd fascination with Nazi stuff. Because like he'll ask me, did you know that, that this border of this country changed in this year because this country invaded? And I'm like, no, I, I didn't know know that. It's nice that you know it. It's unsettling, but okay. You, you watch enough of the, you do I mean, watch enough of the history, fascination with history things on YouTube, and the recommend the algorithm is going to start recommend random recommending, you know, like oh, you know, the dark fascination of Hitler and the Nazis, you know, the rise of Hitler and all that shit. Yeah, once you go down, down that Nazi uh, bowhole, man. Yeah, once you go down the Nazi rabbit hole, it's hard to get back Even out. Even just the general history stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I watch a you know a bunch of those you know, history type, not just the History Channel stuff, because that's still ancient aliens and you know their crap on there. But like history hit is mm -hmm. you know one of the things there, which that they've got their. Yeah shows on there that clearly somebody decided for youtube at least they're going to censor them by like the entire screen is just a blur for several seconds over whatever thing they decided was too they must be too squeamish for yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean i god knows i've gone down history red holes on youtube many many times i got a bunch of those you start watching simon whistler oh, videos yes. <laughs> and you yes. watch them forever there's a, a channel yeah, called uh Channel called what? Uh, History Matters. Uh, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I've seen like that one. Five minute shorts. I love them. I've watched every single one of them. Yeah, I think I've seen some of those. Yeah. There's, a, there's a channel by from the Imperial War yeah. Museums uh, out of Britain. They have a series on World War One that's just yep. incredible. It's a bunch of those. There's all sorts of stuff gotten into history, geology. Yeah, so your son's not alone here. No. Just, just remind him occasionally that the Nazis were the bad guys. Still the end of uh, you know, Raiders of the Last Ark. This is what happens to Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a British TV show called Horrible Histories. Have you guys ever seen any of that? Uh, yeah, we have that over here. Yeah, I've heard of it's it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Really? It's on Hulu. <laughs> it's very funny. 
<laughs> yeah, that, I've seen that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so I thought my son would have liked that, but he doesn't like it. <laughs> it's weird. He likes po-faced history where he gets statistics about how many millions died. He does not like funny jokes about stupid death. I just, I don't oh, he'd love if he hasn't already seen. There's like World War One by the numbers or something. You can get like you can find all of them on YouTube. Just show him that one clip, you know, from that show where the the two Nazi guys go, "Are we the baddies?" <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, and back on track. By the way, I, I will say this about FMA. To get back to it, one quick is like I've always been utterly fascinated by how much the back half of those two shows diverge. Like, they're two completely yeah. different stories. And yeah. they're both great. That's the thing. is like, one isn't really better than the other. They're just really yeah. both really cool vert ways to tell that story. I mean, the atmosphere hey. of the first show is great. I think it's such a good vibe to it. Um, it, it it's a bit more adult, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I can, I can see why people who wanted it to be faithful to the manga were upset. But I think they should just get over it. They're both good. I think it's mostly uh, uh, Winry and Al shippers, or Winry and yeah, Al yeah, that's true. The, the the shippers, you didn't really get a resolution to that in the first one, and then you get all kinds of it in the second one. So yeah, I really think Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is. I, I think that's the better, um, but that's also basically because I think FMA really was the the show that got me deep into anime i watched a few shows before then like obviously i watched the original and i watched a handful of other shows but brotherhood was what got me into it as a fan after i watched the brotherhood i i started watching seasonally um brotherhood um, because there was no legal way to stream it i used to um torrent every episode as it came out uh, and watch the fan subs on my jailbroken wii <laughs> On a USB stick. Uh, I got Jeez. too impatient to wait for the uh, Adult Swim because that's that's how I started watching. Yeah, that's stuff, how I watched it too. Then, I watched all that from then, Adult Swim. Yeah, but uh, I got too impatient, so I think after like one season, me and my sister binged it on on the internet. The uh, Anate podcast does not uh, support or condone, uh, endorse or condone, condone piracy. Them. We do not support or condone piracy unless you, you know. It's convenient. <laughs> Moving on. I have the Blu-rays now, so I've paid for it. Yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, most of us will pay for stuff if they'll let us buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, let's talk about this. We just had Deck was saying one of the shows he likes to rewatch is Shirobako, which is, by the way, very difficult to buy or watch right now. Yeah, maybe in Europe. You can buy the Blu-ray in the right stuff sale, apparently, which is not much good to me in the uh, UK. So, anyway. No, maybe right. <laughs> Sentai sale right now. Yeah. Sentai, yeah, the Sentai well, sale. It, it, all the Sentai stuff goes on sale and right stuff has a yeah, sale. So. Although it's not just, yeah. It, it'll, yeah, it's although both. Sentai, There's plenty of them. for their own stuff is, I've seen, generally better. Not surprisingly. It's like sure. a dollar or two cheaper. It's not that much of a difference. Shirobako is a good choice to rewatch. It kind of reminded me, like, I, one of my most rewatches is Barakamon. Yeah. I love, Barakamon's a great show to watch when you're, if you're feeling stressed. Because you, know, you start dreaming of just going to an island where you can hang out and pace is slow and an annoying small child will, will bother you. I, I I really love the gif I keep on posting of the, the child looking at the 
the the box and then thinking they know it and then the turf face comes in it's like oh I'm <laughs> there's so many great reaction like shots and gifts from that show i need to just rewatch that show i i loved it the first time and i think i'll really enjoy it rewatching that one well you know it's uh that's topical in fact let's let's go through you guys now obviously doc you said evangelion but besides that is there another show you rewatch a lot and probably Steins Gate. I've watched that like at least three times. I, I love that show. That would be four times. Yeah. It's just what about so Steins Gate Zero? I've watched that once. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's kind of the general reaction, I think. It, it has I, I one, one fantastic episode, the rest of it, and not so much. Yeah, Did the anime like? is kind of rough. Mm-hmm. The game is amazing. I love the game. The game is so good. But the anime version is just not so good. That does seem to be the consensus opinion. Yeah. Which is weird. It's very weird. The, the, the original anime was incredible. Like, almost, if not better than the visual novel. I mean, I think I basically, I played through the visual novel, then I watched the anime. Like, basically back to back. I did it the other and way. And do you have a preference? What's your preference? I, I like the extra endings and stuff that you get from the visual novel. There's some extra stuff mm. that didn't happen in the anime. I like that. But I, I think, given the choice between the visual novel and the anime, probably the anime, at least for the original Steinsgate, it's the other way around for the Steinsgate Zero. Yeah, I, I think... I think, just for me, I really love the original art and the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So the visual novel is is my preferred for both, but I think it's it's really close. It's hard to have like much of a preference. Like if 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 you have a preference, it's very slight. I've also played through Steinsgate Elite, which is the visual novel, but with the animation from the TV show spliced into it, and it has extra extra animation for the scenes that weren't animated. Um, and I I really enjoyed that as well. I I feel like that's ent- they they have a bunch of them for for Steinsgate like in Robotics Notes has it and the whole series has it. See Robotics Notes, I feel like in that in that whole series of you know thing semicolon thing that 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 studio does, I think Robotics Notes is way underrated. That's a great show. You know, my biggest problem with Robotics Notes is I feel like it leaves too many things like as red herrings in the anime. Like it, it mentions things up and then it kind of glosses it over as, at the end. Like it really rushes through the end. But well, like yeah. reading the visual novel, I didn't really enjoy the parts that it glossed over. <laughs> the anime's better. That's why they, that's why they glossed over it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually just did not enjoy the end of the, the robotics notes much. I was hoping it'd like answer the questions I had. And then it did question mark kind of not really so, i wasn't satisfied Ron burgundy I've, I've not watched the anime of that but i do have the visual novel and i'm going to read through it at some point you should watch the anime it's pretty solid i'll do the visual yeah novel. yeah it's, it's pretty good it's way better than chaos head chaos, chaos head's visual novel right? is genuinely incredible like the the yeah. visual novel for that Definitely I downloaded the, uh, the the fan translation of that, so, um, so I, I did I did eventually buy that on Steam when it came out, um, but apparently there were issues with the official translation, so I downloaded the patch, and I'm going to play that sometime soon. 
Yeah, I need to get the get it on PC. I have it on Switch because I'm mm-hmm. a sucker for like they came out with the steel case. If you got oh, it, there one. Yeah, I'm a sucker. Yo, buy it because it's a steel case. All right, uh, so Ray, what what would be an anime you rewatch the most? It is without a doubt Code Geass is the one I, I watched the most. I, I watched it almost yearly at some point. I think like at in high school I've watched it every year, and then like the first two years of college I watched it. Uh, I haven't watched it recently, which is a shame because I think it would make a very good re- rewatch with all the movies that are out. The Kito. I was going to say, like, do you only the... watch the original series, or do you watch like all the spinoffs? They weren't movies? out when they weren't out when I was rewatching it, so so I haven't watched it with all the other stuff. But wow. I think it. What I would do is I would watch. Um, obviously, there's the sequel movie, so that has to be last. But I'd watch the first season, and then I'd watch Ikito because that's technically in between. And then I do season two, and then the the last movie. I don't actually like the last movie. Um, I, I'm actually not sure if I'd rewatch that one. I really like the ending of the the uh, um, season two, and I think it it shouldn't have gotten a, a sequel. So yeah, but right. Kogias, the the pacing and the the geopolitics and the Lelouch. I love all the characters. I love the music. I love the. It, it is one of my favorite anime. I think it's number two right now. But um, it, it it's up. The, it, your name overtook it, but it was my favorite for the longest time, and I still love it. And I always come back to it whenever I'm feeling like, oh, I have no energy to do anything, and I I, I miss what it's like the the feeling of enjoying life. That's usually why I go back to it. Is I, I want to feel emotion. <laughs> I've only I watched the feel first something. I've only watched the first few episodes of Cold Gas. I, I have it on Blu-ray. I guess I should probably watch it at some point. Is it something that you think I might like? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. Um, okay. Did you like Death Note? Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, the the atmosphere and vibes, the 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 way it's constructed and directed is pretty similar. Um, there okay. was a lot of comparisons back in the day um to those um there's some parts that I, I actually do skip a few episodes during a rewatch just because i know what's happening and i don't enjoy the experience of watching it okay. um they're they're essential for the first watch but in rewatches i i know what's going on so i skip them uh, the um, poor japanese uh, <laughs> that's one of them there, there's yeah, another no, episode I later like, I, can, I can guarantee you at least one episode i guarantee <laughs> what it is that poor yeah. Uh, um, I was, I was yeah, never a big fan of of Kogias, but I, you know, a lot of people love it, so I can see it. Mm. I I do think number two would probably be Sunscape, but I don't. Know, I'm not. I, I kind of get mixed up in my head if I'm playing the or if I replay the visual novel or if I replay the or rewatch the anime. Mm. They're all you basically know, the together. same to me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you and my guy, what do you got for most rewatched? Anime? Oh God, uh, that's tough to say. Um, number of things I've watched two, in a few cases, maybe three times. Um, number of stuff where I watch usually watch the sub first, and then if I get the opportunity, I might watch the dub if I like the show in general enough. Uh, in a few cases, you know, stuff where I picked up the uh, 
you know, the, the physical copies, for example, like I think you know, I watched the subs of New Game when they were streamed, and then I bought the the Blu-rays. Um, and of course, naturally, I, I bought like the two separate Blu-rays before they released, you know, the combined, here's the two seasons and one Blu-ray for slightly less than I paid for them separately if I just waited like three months. But uh, yeah, <laughs> hate yeah. That. but um, you know, watch watch the dub that way or, or whatever. Um, Fate Zero, I might have, I, I know I've watched it at least twice. I might have watched it about three times, give or take. Uh, but probably I'm gonna say, at the very least, in parts overall, it's most likely to be first season or two of Sword Art Online between my own couple watches, and then my son, when he was a little younger, was into it. I mean, we didn't let him watch parts with tentacles naturally, but you know, so <laughs> he, he was into that into that a few years ago. So you know, he'd watch it. So you know, bunch of stuff that way. Several times, kind of thing. But, but you don't have like a show you've watched four or five or six times. Like, like an uh, annual I don't really think so. I don't think so. There's, there's, yeah, too much new too stuff. Much, too much, too many things in general, anime and or real life to get back to doing other stuff. So. Nah, that's true. It's it's probably a better use of your time to do other things than rewatch old anime. I, yeah, I mean, I I do it all the time. I always say, "Oh, I'm gonna totally do that," and then I, you know, never do. But so, yeah, I mean, that's probably the the better way to do it. But I tend to do rewatches yeah. uh, in between seasons. Like you get those couple of weeks where there's there's nothing dropping, or there's only one or two episodes dropping as shows wrap up. That's usually when I do it. And then uh, I do have a few shows that get. I rewatched them at least once a year. Like uh, uh, Kenichi the Mighty's Disciple. I've talked about it on this podcast before. It's my favorite anime ever. I rewatch it at least once a year. In fact, I, it was a couple months ago. I completed this year's rewatch, episode one, episode fifty. Um, fucking love that show. It just makes me feel good watching that show. Uh, a show that I just rewatched it again, and and I, I've now seen it at least four or five times, and I'm not I I have trouble describing why I'm rewatching the show. Yeah, it's Goblin Slayer. Yeah, I, I, I really like. I, 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 I didn't expect that. I really like the show. Uh, obviously, that first episode is is incredibly yeah. bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I understand why they the storytelling reasons that they they did that. I think it wasn't necessary. That like a lot of that stuff could have been in, intimated or referenced without like having to, like the show it being that brutal. But like I understand why, you know, they're trying to to get you right from the beginning to understand that the goblins are really really bad, right? But the thing is, like they drilled that point home for the entire show, so I think it probably they could have scaled it back, which is why a lot of people just don't like that show. They never got past that first episode, which I completely I never understand. It. It's a good show. I quite liked it, apart from that first episode. Yeah, I, I, seen, love, I you love it. You've seen the film, Rick. You did a film. I have. Goblin Crown. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always I had that into my replays now. I always watch it. That's yeah. the last thing I watch. Okay. It's just, I, love, I love the world it's in. I love the, the version of fantasy. In it. Like, it's very heavily D&D uh, inspired. I love, I love the characters yeah. don't have names. Yeah. They just like everyone's just like she's priestess or a high elf archer, and everyone just calls them by like their race or role. 
and like no one seems to bother anybody. They don't have names. Um, it's got great like the the little the, once their group is together, the little party, like the, the the banter and then the camaraderie of it. I just really like it. I really love the story they tell. So I end up you know when I when I have that gap and I rewatch them, I end up rewatching it all the time. Even though if if you ask me name your top ten favorite anime. I don't think it would be on there, but I have rewatched it more than many of the shows in my uh, top 10. And then, you know, the, there are... <laughs> that was enough. You should watch it, Rayakazi. It's really good. Like, you know, Power through that first episode and then enjoy the rest of, of the adventuring. I'll but, put it uh, on the back burner. A lot of stuff to see. Yeah, that's true. I have that, I have that problem, too. It's also... Um, there are several clamp shows I like to go back to occasionally. Uh, Holic or X Holic. I've never. It's three X's and then Holic, and then there's never. There's absolutely no consensus on how to pronounce it. But I rewatched that. Holic. It's X X X Holic. So it's either Holic or X Holic or X's Holic, depending on who you are. And I always just call it X Holic. And I rewatched that at least once a year too because I fucking love that fucking show. It's so. It's so good. Like the manga is tied really into the world of, of Subasa Revisora Chronicle and even uh, Cardcaptor Sakura. The the anime is not like they sever most of those connections because it, it, you, it's impossible to do that level of crossover in an anime, a standalone anime, right? And mm-hmm. just, I it's so good. I love those kind. Of, I really do love the like shows that dip into like folklore mythology or like. You know, this kind of creepy occult level shows like shows that do that, especially if they have a sense of humor, but also like really get into the dark side of it sometimes like Dark Gathering this season. Those are shows I really, really like. And this show is fantastic, even though it's a clamp show. So sometimes the, the length of necks and arms is getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. There are some scenes where they draw the main character, Wananuki, and his arms are swear to God, like seven feet long. He looks like the wacky, waving, inflatable arm floating tube man. But I love that show. So for me, that's what rewatches is, is like mostly either it would kill time in between seasons or there's just shows I really like I need to see every once in a while because mm-hmm. I enjoy them. Pollock, Kenichi, uh, Katora-san. Katora-san, if, if I'm feeling depressed, is a show I watch. But uh, out there, tell us. We, you're allowed to leave comments on our articles that post the uh, the podcast. We don't get any comments, but if you'd like to leave one, or you send get an like email, one or two every now and then. Every now and then, if you'd like to leave a comment or review with your favorite rewatch, you can email us at fake email at editate.org or uh, post a comment. Like I said, give us some claps. That's always great too on Medium. Apparently, those are important. Like, comment, subscribe. But yeah, if you have. Yeah, like kind of hit, smash that like button. Make sure you hit yeah, the bell to get notifications. Maybe consider becoming a channel member. Or support our leave, Patreon. Leave, leave us a review on your, <laughs> on, on your favorite podcasting platform. Unless, unless you hate, unless you hate yeah. us, in we're case, on all of them. Whatever. And in which case, fuck off. <laughs> but hey, we're on every platform. You know, we're on we're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify, we're on iHeartRadio. So there's no excuse to not be listening to this. Uh, are we iHeart? Yeah, no, I found us on we are on iHeartRadio. <laughs> That's but, crazy. The weird thing is like it's always two episodes behind. Oh. 
the feed for some reason is always behind, but it's on there. Interesting. Huh. So you listen to us on Spotify or a high radio if, if you don't mind being two weeks behind, or Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or Podbean. Is, is that still a thing? It used to be a thing. Remember when, when they I called use... them podcasts because you listened to them on an iPod? I remember, remember when I, iPod I was a thing? IPod. Yes. Really? Uh, what iPod is it's it? It's a nanosecond gen, like four gigabytes. Do you, oh, do you listen to podcasts on it? Do you have to like, no, sync it to I iTunes? Have, like MP3s on it. I use it for the car. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, iTunes is dead, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, it's no. Apple Music, right? Isn't it? I thought Apple. iTunes was dead. No, they still, they still have iTunes. I still, yeah. have, I still have to use it for, my, for the first yeah. iPod. But. Still use an iPad. Even I don't use an iPod anymore. I, I just <laughs> rock my Zoom. <laughs> I really wanted one of those back in the day. I never got around to getting one. I kind of want one now just to have one. Just be like I say, like I have a Zune. Which one would you get? The brown one? Yeah. If it, I want the, uh, the OG one. You know, if you're gonna have one just to say you have it, you want the OG one that was in the conversion. I really like the uh the iPod touch clone, the the Zune HD. I think that looked really cool. But but then, you know, it was not nearly as good. It was pretty, like, it just played music. But it was a better music player. There's a friend of mine back then. He had a Zen Creative iPod knockoff. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if anybody else remember that. It, it, was, it was, like, I can't remember what it was called. But it was, like, it was the called Zen. It was, like, really popular, yeah. I know, he had one, and we all made fun of him for it. Like, like, I'd be like hey, can I see that your iPod? Oh, that's not an iPod. Fucking dicks. We were all dicks. But technology elitists. Anyway, so that was fun. Uh, that's a weird way to end an anime podcast <laughs> discussing you know old technology. But uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I have been your host, Requiem. Joining me this week was Doc Kev. Bye-bye. Rayquaza. Bye. And you, Amar, guys. It's been fun. And make sure to check this out on our actual website, anitate.org. And we'll see you next week where we'll continue talking about uh, lesbians and uh, anime and pancakes. Bye. Pancakes. Bye.